Cherry Pop Horror. Merry Christmas and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm your host Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they your killer snowmen, rogue Santas, shadows of godly Saint Nick, or just your classic Christmas critters. Basically, if it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and unwrap your presents. If not, don't worry, we'll be running through the plot, talking about our nice list, our naughty list, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com and or follow us on Twitter, at cherrypophorror. Okay, Merry Screamus. I guess this is what happens when you um, do parties on weeknights. Yeah. Because um, I think so, everyone was just fucking knackered, eh? Yeah. You guys left. We left, what, just before 10? 10 to 10? Yeah, not there? too late. And then um, Leah and Petra left pretty soon after. Um, and then we had pretty much everyone there. And what happened was Alice decided she wanted to go home. And okay. she was Nikki, Cat, Sam and Lou's ride home. Oh, I thought they Ubered. No. Oh, Alice ended up driving. Yeah. Oh, right, right. She, she DD'd for them. Um, and so she went, tell them they have five minutes or I'm leaving without them. <laughs> and then Sam went off to tell everyone. And she was really proud. I've set my boundaries. I'm going to go tell my therapist. <laughs> I fucking love Alice. Oh, she's she's fucking, hilarious. She's so funny. She's exactly what you expect from Cat's sister. I know, right? Yeah. It's it's uncanny. Yeah. I'm the, like, yep, these, these two are related. Oh, 100%. No doubt. Yep. No doubt at all. It's like when my sister and I start talking to each other, and everyone goes, oh, we didn't think you were related, and then you talk to each other, and we went, yeah, you are. Mm. Oh, apparently I look like one of my brothers. Cause, cause, Disgusting genetics. <laughs> I know, right? Ew, this face, twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, because Kat, Kat, when she was at pickups, um, apparently... My my little brother walked in. She had no idea who it was, and just she just asked them if they're related to me, and they were like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Oh, I thought so." And I was just like, "That's creepy." That's also a very cat thing. That is, yeah. <laughs> we have so many British people in our in our like social group. Mm-hmm. It's frightening. We're colonizing again. Yep. Hooray. <laughs> Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Cherry Pop Horror. This is episode 60. I'm joined by the amazing Bronwyn. Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> so we're very, very close to Christmas. It's just a couple of days away. Thank God. Um, now is the appropriate time to have your Christmas tree up. Um, just so you know, early Christmas tree, December people, no, not, not my thing. Oh, see, I beat that by not having a Christmas tree. Oh, you win. Fucking jealous. I'm too lazy to put one up and too poor to buy one. <laughs> and they're so messy. Uh, they're just even the plastic ones. Like it molts plastic. It does. I hate um, it. I hate it. I hate it. I would consider putting one up for my cat to sleep under because he does like that. But um, don't cats usually like wreck Christmas trees? Or? He's too fat to jump into it. Oh bless! Oh sweet! And he can't jump. This is true. I mean, Mila can't really jump, and she wrecked a Christmas tree. Yeah, I have full confidence in her ability to just cannonball herself <laughs> straight into one. My, my life of bread, yeah. Yes. <laughs> just like a little football going straight at it. Oh, 100%. My, my little baby. Um, so tell me, Bronwyn, um, what was your like favorite toy as a kid? Um, when I was a number of years old, 
but a small number of years old. Okay. Um, I had to go get a blood test. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously very traumatizing and horrifying and uh, hated it. Mm. And I came home. And I still don't know to this day how my parents did it um, because they walked out the door with me and I came home and there was a toy under the blankets of my bed that they had snuck there. Parent wizardry. And it was, it's called a snoozum. <laughs> I'm sorry, a what? Snoozum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's a soft toy of these animals in pajamas with a little like blanket sewn onto their um, hands that they hold. Oh right, okay. And they've got like beans in their butts and their feet and their hands, so they're kind of semi-posable and they sit and whatnot. So is it kind of like a like a like a bedtime snuggly toy? Yeah, that kind of thing. They're, they're totally designed for that. Yeah. Um, and they originally came out with a set of four with a rabbit, a dog, a bear, and a cat. Okay. And I got the rabbit. Uh-huh. My sister got a dog. And then we decided that these were the best things in the world and we needed all of them. Naturally. And so over the next several years, my parents obliged on Christmases and birthdays and whatnot. Until I had two, my sister had three. And the problem was, was that the one she was missing was the cat. And they stopped production on them. Well, as they do, yeah. Yeah. Because also this took several years for us to come. I was going to say, yeah, you said over um, a time. <laughs> so my dad wrote to the company that made them and said, Hi, my daughters really like your toys and they've collected all of them except this one. Do you happen to have any spare I can buy? And Aww. they shipped back a bigger than average cat one for my sister and he had written in there, if you have any, if you have any spare, you know I would appreciate two, so I can give one to my other daughter. So I got this mini one, half the size, <laughs> and like they all had specific color combinations of like the insides of their ears and their fur and their pajamas. Right. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um. So my one had peach ears, which were reserved for the rabbits. Oh. Um. My sister's one was about an inch taller than any of the other standard size ones in the wrong colored pajamas. And they basically, the factory made these two out of scraps and sent them to us. That's... And that's the reason why my one was so small, because it was literally the scraps. That's so sweet. Yep. So they are the last cat snoozums ever made in existence. Put them in, like, a glass case. Like, protect those things. No, I slept with mine. <laughs> <laughs> I used to sleep with all four of them. Oh my... How's enough room on the bed for you? They're not... They're, like, this big toe. Oh, my God. Like... They're, like... What, 10 inches? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, they're decently sized, like, soft and malleable. Yeah, yeah, obviously. But still, that's a lot of room to take up in the bed. And a cat. She (laughs) used to sleep on my bed as well. My my favourite toy when I was a kid, I had a Woody doll. Like Toy Story. I had a Rex. You had a Rex? Yeah. My brother had Buzz, so I had Woody and he had Buzz. It's very symmetrical and sounds like something a 90s, 90s parent would do. It, absolutely. And it was wonderful. I loved my Woody doll. I, I painted his boots with glittery nail polish. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> Did you paint out Andy's name and put your on? I think I'm pretty sure I did. I think I wrote it on the other boot. So Andy was on one boot and then I used like a biro so you for, couldn't for really see it. Andy yeah. Was on yeah. You don't want to destroy the integrity of the doll. <laughs> Because the nail polish didn't do that. No, the nail polish was to enhance the colour of his boots, okay? Yeah. It was clear nail polish with glitter in it. Okay, I will actually give you that as an yeah. enhancement. Yeah, I'll so it just that. it just gave him glittery cowboy boots. <laughs> and I wondered how my parents knew I was gay. 
Oh, mine was all of the posters of women on the walls that I had when I was a teenager. <laughs> and parents are just like, I don't know, we just had an inkling. And yeah. I'm like, we yeah. are both such subtle people. I know, right? But I was so straight. I don't understand. I totally had a crush on a boy and wasn't making that up just to feel normal. Yeah, exactly. I told people I had a, I had a crush on a girl just because they, they asked and wouldn't leave it alone. And then I got upset when someone said, oh, yeah, you two suit each other. I was like, how do you? <laughs> He's terrible, disgusting. That's amazing. What a great reaction to a situation you instigated. Look, <laughs> I think we can all agree that I'm a relatively smart person. I'm not going to say I was always a smart child. <laughs> fair. Absolutely fair. Well, Dumb and intermediate. <laughs> well... This week's movie, we are celebrating the wonderful time of Christmas. Our first movie was an accidental Christmas movie, so now we're righting the wrong with a proper Christmas movie. It's kind of like, let's be honest, New Zealand, Australian Christmases. They just feel like accidental Christmases. They really do, don't they? Yeah. Like, whoops, Christmas happened. Yeah. Um, this week, it was Bronwyn's first time watching Gremlins from 1984. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Billy, is that you? Yeah, Mom, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're going to like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're going to have to open it now. It won't wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift... (laughs) he ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do... They change. They become clever. Mischievous. What's going on here? And dangerous. Gremlins, huh? Little monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well, I, I don't know, maybe thousands. They've been here too. Billy, what are these things? Where do they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy, I know. But in a few hours, you're gonna have a major disaster on your hands. Gremlins, directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you. Yeah, I didn't watch a lot of 80s movies as a kid. There's a lot I haven't seen. Yeah, when you said you hadn't seen this, I was quite surprised. I was like, Gremlins is On, okay, honestly, kind of a classic. List a couple of classics. Like from the, like 80s yeah. horror ones or just 80s in general? 80s in general. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nope. Um, Friday the 13th. Nope. Um, God, God, as soon as you said names maybe these classics, my brain died. I haven't um, seen Beetlejuice. You haven't watched Beetlejuice? Nope. Jesus. I've never watched all of the Back to the Futures. Oh, uh, I'm going to get roasted for this. I don't like Back to the Future. I find it boring. 
I can't comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. That's that's yeah. fair. Um, so we, we we open at a bar as our as our dad character. Yep. Ran, short for Randy, I think. Randall. Rand- Randall. Randall. I think it's Randall. Randy. I will admit I've already forgotten everyone's names except Pete and Billy. Who was Pete? Oh, he's the little kid, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's only because I had the subtitles on and I was paying attention when people said their names. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I've got their names. Cool. Good, because I... <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. So, um, Rand gives us a voiceover. Mm-hmm. Very cri- a very Christmassy style thing where it's like, yeah. this is going to be a tale that's, you know, about family <laughs> and all that shit. Instantly dates the movie. Instantly. You're like, oh yeah, 80s. <laughs> He's an inventor and he has a story to tell. He makes his way through Chinatown. He arrives following a kid to his grandfather's store and inside is filled with strange artifacts and it feels very um, cultural appropriation. This is what Chinese stores look like, kind of. Yes, that store also would not be a hidden secret nowadays. No. That would be the most popular haunt that everyone doesn't, but also does tell everyone about. Yeah. Like, it's purely aesthetic. It's... That would have a five out of five on, like, TripAdvisor. Yeah, especially as it's like, you know, especially if it's like, you know, because they had to go, what, go down to, like, a basement area, and that's where the store was. Yeah. And, you know, everyone, every fucking influencer, you know, would be like, I just found a hidden gem. Yep. And absolutely every single influencer would say the same thing. The amount of... I mean, we've got a bunch of stores like that in um, town. There's a really good card game store that's down this narrow, awful staircase. Oh, is that the one in, in the city? Yeah. They're, they're like a comic book store as well, eh? Yeah, comic book cards. That's right. Thing. I've not been there in youngs. I thought they closed down. I mean, to be honest, they may have. You You won't believe us. Guess where I buy most of my nerdy stuff in it these days? At work, because we get um staff discount. <laughs> At work, because we get a staff discount. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same with like all my like PVC figures and stuff like that. I'm just like, yeah, work. And before that, do you know where I bought it? Before I worked. Still from? From work. <laughs> from work, from before old, I worked. From my old work. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> Because I got a staff discount. EB Games? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> we see Grandfather. He's playing chess. He's the quintessential old Chinese man. He has the, the I mean, the Americanized version of an old Chinese man. With the long white hair, the long white beard, the, the little pipe, the hat. The robe and... Yeah. Yeah. I do like that he's got two different colored eyes, though. I think that's cool. Yeah. I mean, he looks badass. Oh, yeah. He looks like... If this were an action movie, he'd be like, the you know, robbers would break in and they'd be like, oh, we'll take out the frail old man. And he'd like pull out a sword and completely whoop their ass. I was going to say rip off his robe and he'd be secretly muscular. <laughs> like 12 pack abs. Yeah. He's like, you come to my store. I fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. He'd be that sort of... Um, if this isn't actually, he, he would just ruin everyone's day. Oh, absolutely. He kind of inadvertently does in this movie. <laughs> Not by his own doing. No. But no point at by his own doing. But yeah, Grandfather's playing chess. Ran introduces himself and tries to sell his bathroom buddy to him. Yep. He's not a great salesman. He, like, stumbles over his words really easily. It's very funny. He's a terrible salesman. <laughs> He's just like, hey, you, you know when you're in the bathroom? Well, boy, do I have the, the invention for you. Sir, please do not think about me in the bathroom. <laughs> fair point. 
<laughs> While doing his whole spiel, he hears sort of a strange noise, but he keeps going anyway. Uh, it eventually squirts toothpaste into his chest, and this is the first instance of Randy invents things. They work well for a very short amount of time before things just fuck up. I mean, to be fair, the first clue of that was that it was an 80s movie. Uh, true. He's the quirky dad. Yeah. He's not your regular dad. He's a fun dad. This is just flubber. <laughs> oh my god, it is! <laughs> he's just he's just Robin Williams' character from Flubber. It's Flubber with less slime. <laughs> and I don't know if that's better or worse. It's also not in the movie as much. No. No, he's a rather a bit part. Not a bit part. He's like a supporting cast. Yeah. He gives Grandfather his business card, and the strange noises behind him persist. Distracted again, Rand follows the cooing noises and comes across a cage. He looks inside, though we don't get to see what he's looking at, at the creature, and we learn it's a mogwai. And it's singing. It's a good singing. It's like the so cute. The mogwais is very well done. The When we see it later, the animatronics for the mogwai, I was very impressed with for an 80s movie. Amazing. Fantastic. There is a point where when Pete first meets Gizmo, where um, he like kind of like raises his arms and gets Gizmo to do that, and then like blinks a bunch really obnoxiously to try and get Gizmo to copy him. And I'm like, this is totally just you guys trying to show off how cool your like yeah, little the, the, the little animatronic is. puppet thing is. Yeah. Like it's and you know what, it worked. Yeah, one hundred percent. But we don't see it just yet. We just hear it singing, and it's so cute. It is. It's like. And you're like, oh, it's so cute. Uh, Ren has, he says he's just got to have it. I've got a kid and he'd love it. And I'm like, that's that's not a valid reason. Uh, okay, um, sure. He wants to buy the Mogwai for his son. He offers like $100 and grandfather refuses. So he's like, okay, $200. And you can see the little grandfather's the grandson or whatever it is. The grandfather's grandson. I was about to say the grandfather's grandson. <laughs> the grandfather's grandson. His eyes go wide. He's like, that's a lot of money. We can save the store or whatever. Uh, but grandfather flat out refuses for the mugwai comes with much responsibility, he says. In the most stereotypical fashion. In the most like ham-fisted way. But it's, I don't know, It it works on me. It's endearing. I think it's sweet but maybe it's just because i watched this when i was a kid so you've got fresh eyes on this so this will be interesting yep it will be (laughs) Uh, the grandson tells ran to wait for him outside and we get the idea that he's going to try and convince grandfather to let the mogwai go outside he gives ran the mogwai for the 200 dollars, and we are told the rules i love rules in movies because it establishes what they can and can't do with it although the rules for this do bend in strange directions slightly. Yep. Um, keep him out of the light. Um, light will hurt him and sunlight will kill him. Which is firstly an instant red flag. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm going to give what so far sounds like a vampire to my son. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you this creature that must stay in the shadows. <laughs> don't get him wet. We're not told why. And no matter what, don't feed him after midnight. Brilliant. I love 80s because they they literally just went, here are the rules. Yeah. You know immediately that all of them are going to be broken and we'll find out why. And that's the fun bit. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, so let's just get a little bingo card going of how, how you think they're going to break these rules. Yeah. Instantly. <laughs> Instantly. They're immediately. Not, they're not hard rules to follow either. No. I suppose don't get him wet is probably the hardest one. Yep. Invest in a water bottle. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. So we, we cut to Kingston Falls as Christmas music kicks in. Yay! I love Christmas music when I'm in the mood for Christmas. And you know what? We're two days away from Christmas, so fuck it. Yes, Christmas music can now happen. I'm 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 very upset when malls put up their fucking Christmas decorations before Halloween has happened. Yeah, I worked retail for seven years. So did I. I don't I don't agree with Christmas music. I I I get into the Christmas music a couple of days before Christmas. Or when I've watched Love Actually again. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. I love, I I like Love Actually. It's like my jolly Christmas movie. Because I have like, you know, Krampus, which is like my, my fun Christmas movie. And then I have my jolly Christmas movie, which is Love Actually. So yeah, kids are playing as the credits roll, throwing snowballs at each other. They all pile into a, a uh, school bus and shit. This is a Steven Spielberg movie as well. His name pops up in the front credits. Yep. From the man who brought you Jurassic Park, we have Mugwai. He's so cute. <laughs> he, is. <laughs> he is. He is. But like, you know, he did Jurassic Park, so... Although Jurassic Park is after this, isn't it? Yeah. Jurassic Park's 93. What's his, what's his like, first major one, then? I don't know, then. I don't know when Stephen... Oh, Jaws was his first, wasn't it? His massive one that got him into mm. the business. And that was... Mid to late seventies, right? Oh gosh, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. We we've already talked about my poor eighties <laughs> movie knowledge. Which was his seventies? Yeah, you want to know what? <laughs> Guess what? I've not seen. Less, you've seen less seventies movies than eighties movies. I've not seen Jaws. <laughs> you should watch Jaws. It's really good. I know it, it's going to be good. It's an interesting look into the history of film as well. Mm. Yeah, which because then you get to see all the like different movies that knock it off and everything like that. But we see a random kid dressed as a Christmas tree. I think this is Pete. That is Pete. As we, as we, I mean, I can't see his face right now. He's wearing a full-on Christmas tree. The only reason I know it's Pete is because he runs into Billy's house later in the Christmas tree. Oh, you're right. He does. He's wearing the costume later. But honestly, I think this is just um... cruelty to children. Oh, I was just going to say this is just (laughs) Fortnite early. Because you can get an emote that turns you into a bush in Fortnite and people were using that. Oh, and it God. first came out to pretend to be a bush and so everyone had to shoot every single bush as they were playing. That's so stupid. It's so funny when you're listening to 11-year-olds complain about people pretending to be, be a bush. bush. <laughs> and you're just like, okay. <laughs> this is the game you chose to play, buddy. Yeah, just turn it off if you're not having fun. Yeah. Um, we, we see the sheriff trying to get a freebie tree. From, the, from Pete's dad. I think it's Pete's dad, I assume, anyway. Yeah. He's like, hey, you got a lot of trees here. Christmas is just around the corner. You can spare one. I'm like, stop wasting taxpayers' money and just buy a tree. <laughs> but this is help, the 80s. the economy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is the 80s, so we're supposed to like the police, I guess. Although they're kind of obnoxious in this movie. Yeah, I don't... We see them once later, once, maybe twice later, and they're just not good people. <laughs> they kind of shit hits the fan they go and see that shit's hit the fan and they get in the car and drive away and I don't think you see them again they they die oh well that makes sense yeah we'll, we'll get to that we'll, yeah but that's yeah you're completely right we cut to a broken red hatchback there's a young man who tries to get his car started but it's too cold and the engine won't kick in he opens the engine which was in the boot and that just blew my mind a little bit <laughs> That's what did it for you. Yeah, that's, you know, little gremlin creatures that must stay out of the sunlight and all that shite. Yeah, par for the course. A car with the engine in the back? What? <laughs> you, 
you, you know they have the storage space in the front, right? Yeah, I, I figured as much, but at the same time, why in the back was the theory that it was going to push the car forward? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah, he ends the engine. Uh, he opens the engine, which is smoking, as his neighbor arrives home. Uh, Billy is late for work. We learn, and we meet Murray, the neighbor, who says that's what he gets for not buying American. We get this a lot. <laughs> yeah. We get this a lot from Murray throughout his t- his tenure in the movie. Yeah. There's a lot of very unlikable characters. <laughs> He's just like that weird, kooky neighbor you have that you just kind of nod at and then leave. <laughs> You're just like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, Murray. We'll see you later. I'm so glad knowing your neighbours is not as common these days. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I like Billy being solitary and just making friends with the people I want to make friends with. We learn that Billy writes or draws comics, and he's late for work, so he heads off with his dog, Barney, who is just the best boy. He's very sweet. He's a very well-trained dog as well. He makes me think of a dog from another movie. I think it's the same, the same breed, but like with reindeer antlers on. And I can't think of what movie it is. It feels... With antlers. You're not, you're not talking about Grinch, are you? Because that's a Jack Russell, isn't it? Maybe it is a Grinch movie. Maybe it is. It might be the Grinch movie. He does kind of look like that. I feel like Barney's a bit bigger, though, isn't he? He's, oh, he, yeah. He's a, he's a medium-sized he's dog. He's a medium-sized dog. He's, he's so... He's, he's such so a good sweet. Boy. I wish my dog was as well-behaved, because you know, you know what she's like when she sees a person? I can't have her not on a lead. Yeah. Because she'll get hit by a car trying to run for pets across the road. Yeah, she, yeah. She <laughs> she's the true gremlin. Oh, but she's so cute. She is. Um, yeah, so he runs off with his dog while Murray continues to mumble about foreign cars. He's just like, you know, that's where you get your American cars. You know, why didn't you just buy American? And he's, yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a point. I guess so. I mean, they pulled out a Detroit and wrecked it. True. And it is, it is the 80s, so getting foreign car parts would be harder. Yeah. Right? Nowadays, it's just not difficult. Oh, it's ridiculously easy. That's why I bought a Japanese car. Yeah, because they're all like interchangeable and you can yeah. just switch the parts as you need them. Uh, Billy heads to work, dog following behind him. So, so cute. He arrives at Union Bank and goes to his clerk desk. He's a bank teller, I guess. Or yeah. bank clerk, or whatever they call it. Uh, his, di- his dog just, Barney just sits in the foot space. Next, um, under his feet which is really really sweet and he puts on a clip-on tie which I thought was very funny as well yes the little clip-on tie is just like I can't be asked I bought a tie for my Halloween costume and then realised I don't know how to tie it tied in oh actually tie a tie yeah oh. funnily enough I've never had to do that in my life I went to a grammar school in England where you had to wear like suits oh, we had to wear like a blazer and tie and button-up shirt and everything like that I went to an all-girls school uh, we just had to wear skirts. Oh, okay. Some of the some of the all girls schools do ties as well, don't they? I think that, one or two of them. That wasn't that fancy of an all girls school. They okay. thought they were, but they weren't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, Kate, his co-worker, hands him a petition as the local quote-unquote Karen is what I'm going to call her until we learn her name. Yeah. As the local Karen is trying to have the local pub condemned as a house of sin. Love it. <laughs> I don't understand how she has any sway in the town. She has money. Yeah, but everyone hates her. 
money. And it's strange that in the last 40 years, nothing has changed. There's still complete assholes running the world yeah. because they have money. We cut to said Karen. This is uh, Mrs. Deagle, who's carrying the head of a plastic snowman. Billy sees her coming. A woman pleads for her outside the bank to please extend the due date on her rent because her husband's sick and in the hospital and they can't pay it right now. And Mrs. Deagle calls them deadbeats and heads inside. Obviously, because landlords are the best. I will say the scene of her with her walking is really well filmed. It's, yeah. It's, it's really just a tracking good. shot, isn't yeah. it? As she like storms down the street and people like, oh, someone says like good morning to her. And she's like, what's good about it? Fantastic. <laughs> Pure vibes. Yeah. And the music that plays is like this weird organ music that's like yeah. off tune. <laughs> Yeah, you really expect her to be... Exactly what she is. <laughs> yes, but also quite the, I guess, villainous... Expect her to be defeated sort of arch nemesis. Yeah, and really, she's not. No. No. She never, she never quite steps up into it. No, she makes some damning threats, though. Yep. Um, but yeah, she's about to walk into the... You know, she talks to the woman who's like, please, my my husband's in the hospital and we can't pay rent. Can you extend it for, like, another week or something like that? And she says, sympathy, I hardly know her. <laughs> um, but she, and she also says, uh, you know what to ask Santa for now, don't you? And I was like, fuck you, lady. <laughs> Awful. She pushes to the front of the queue, which for some reason pissed me off more than everything else. And she does it multiple times in the movie. <laughs> yeah, she does. She just storms in, pushes past everyone to get to Billy. The second time she does it, the guy who she pushes over just watches her for a bit and then wanders off. <laughs> does he? He just leaves and I'm like, damn. She must have some sway where they're just like, it's Mrs. Deagle. She does what she does. <laughs> um, she's complaining that Billy's dog broke her, what did she say, like Dutch imported. Belgium Dutch. Belgian imported snowman. Yeah. Which is the head that she's carrying. Yeah. Um, she wants she doesn't want the snowman to be replaced she which he offers he offers he's like oh we're so, well, I'm so sorry I'll I'll pay for it yeah I'll pay for a new one or you know I'll, I'll give you the money for it or whatever And uh, but no she wants the dog as payment she wants to take him down to the local pound and have him put down she's just unhinged she's... Like, I, just, I understand that it's totally her being uh, portrayed as this completely bonkers person. Yeah. This utter witch. Yeah. But like, <laughs> man, it's so 80s. You know what we're gonna do? We're to make her feel, to seem bad? We're gonna say that she wants to slowly commit animal abuse. Yes. Slowly and painfully. With a gleeful smile as she yeah. says it. Like, I'm gonna have him put down. <laughs> You're like, okay, lady. She suddenly rips off her mask and she's the witch from Snow White. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she's like, I fooled you all. And we're all like, no, not really, love. <laughs> Barney hears this and unties himself from under the under the counter yes, and jumps at her. Because he's a good boy. Because he's the best boy. <laughs> it's actually the him untying himself is very, very good. It's, it's a nice little shot of him just like just daintily. Pulling at the little piece of rope and then just like, okay. I, I love seeing him though because he's obviously so well trained. Yeah. Absolutely, and she, yeah, he jumps. At, he jumps at her. She drops the snowman head, which shatters because I guess it's ceramic or something like that. Um, Mrs. Deagle calls. Oh yeah, um, Bonnie bites at her jacket as well. Doesn't yeah. bite her. Bites at her jacket. 
Mrs. Deagle calls Billy's father a loser and vows that... I mean, I, I agree with her a little bit. A, 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 a little bit. But bless him, he's trying. But, look, broken clock is right twice a day. Exactly. And his inventions work twice before they break, inevitably. Um, yeah, and she vows to get that dog before feigning pain again. She's like, oh, my heart! And they're like, oh, Mrs. Deagle, let me help yeah. you. The thing that also gets me about this is the bank manager gets on Billy about his dog being there. I'm like, guarantee you, he's asked. No one yeah. just brings a dog to their workplace. Yeah, true. Hadn't thought about that. Yeah, and he's clearly really well trained. I don't know. I know, and we do kind of get a quick glance at the assistant manager who's just slightly older than Billy or the same age as Billy or whatever like that, who's a bit of a prick later. Oh, yeah, just... Smarmy McSmarmy Pants. <laughs> his new his new character name, Smarmy McSmarmy Pants. I love it. I reckon I should just name all all side characters. <laughs> what would, Miss, what would Mrs. Deagle be? Just the Wicked Witch? <sighs> the Wicked Bitch of the West? Yeah, but now it's something good. <laughs> Alright, yell it out when you've got one. At the local bar, Billy draws. He draws Mrs. Deagle as like a giant dragon monster thing. Accurate. Uh, when the the boss is, I'm going to assume it's the boss's son. Probably, or he's some other rich guy's son. Maybe he's like the sheriff's son. Probably someone with a silver spoon. Inserted, he's a nepo baby. <laughs> inserted so far up his ass <laughs> that he's paraded around like a little puppet. Yes. Um. He he enters to tease Billy about almost getting fired. He calls Billy a loser. Not in so many so many words, but basically asserts that he's a loser. Yep. And Gerald says he's twenty three, uh, and you know he's already assistant manager of the bank, and you know soon I'll have I'll have the manager's job, and then you know where will you be? Just drawing your comics like a fucking loser. Yeah, it's not the flex he thinks it is, is it? <laughs> no, not really. I'm like, ooh. I mean, he'll have good money, but yeah. that's about it. He's certainly not going to have friends. Not with that attitude. I sound like a PSA. Actually, that's kind of interesting about him. Is he's not... Like, usually you get that sort of bully character has an entourage. True. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's it's got no friends. Him. It's just him being a little loner loser. <laughs> just just being a dick. Yeah. I, I, I get the feeling that he's, he thinks he's Billy's friend. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He thinks he's Billy's friend and like, oh, you know, this is just... Jabs between friends. It's just, it's just tough love, bro. Yeah. Just bros being bros, man. Yeah. Don't take it personally. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Kate is working here as well at the bar. She's got a second job as a waitress to help pay the bills. And Gerald asks her out, but she makes an excuse while belittling how much... Oh, yeah, while he belittles how much he gets paid. Yep. Yep. Negging is alive and strong in the news. <laughs> Because they're like, oh, I didn't know you worked here. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it helps pay the bills or whatever like that. He's like, hey, we should go out. And she's like, no, no, I don't think so. He's like, well, you don't get paid much here anyway. I still think he implies she doesn't get paid much in the bank. Maybe. And that's yeah. that's why she has to get a second job. And dude, that's not a flex. That's just You're the assistant being an manager. Ass. Fix that. Yeah. You could probably get her a raise. <laughs> Billy arrives home. Um, decorative sword falls down. This will be a running theme. As soon as he walks in the door, closes the door, a decorative sword next to the door falls over. Yep, yeah, you you fit. You'd think that 
with that being a daily, multi-daily occurrence, the dad would invent something to, like, stick it to the wall. Like, blue tack or... <laughs> command hook. Can you imagine that dude had invented command hooks? Been rolling in it. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Just another picture hook. Just at the yeah. top of the blades to stop them falling off. You know, I don't know if they're sharp or not. Oh, yeah, they're probably sharp. Probably. Given, given what happens later. Mum is in the kitchen. She's prepping dinner while she watches Christmas movies. Very sweet. Billy helps. He's a good kid. He walks in and is immediately like, do you want some help with dinner? They're very sweet. Using one of his dad's inventions, he tries to crack eggs, which doesn't work. I mean, you know, he successfully cracks multiple eggs. <laughs> it just takes the shell with it. Yeah. It's like a little conveyor belt thing and a little chicken head. It's... I mean, it looks cool. It looks dope. And if it worked, yeah. it'd be amazing. Like, I feel if he had gotten into, like, novelty stationery. <laughs> I know you're trying to change the world with your inventions, but how about a sharpener? <laughs> That's shaped like a dinosaur. <laughs> I like I like this view. This is a great like, view. If he had just moved slightly into novelty stationery, he would be making bank, because all of his inventions look cool. They do look cool. I just wish they worked. Yeah. So it, it, you know, he's trying to crack eggs and it's just adding the entire shell as well. Mum and Billy just share a look that says, God, I wish these worked. I think the mum just wants him to take up less counter space. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, because there's so many, like, little doodads about. Yeah, I can barely fit my air fryer. Yeah, my kitchen's too small for an air fryer. We don't have the room. Can you imagine trying to fit all of those things in there? Jesus, because there's like a juicer and shit that we see later, too. The inventions work well for a week or two, apparently. That's what the mum says. Billy asks her what's wrong, because she can clearly see that his mother is upset. Mm -hmm. And being the caring son that he is. uh, We learn that Mrs. Deagle called, and they hear the clang of decorative swords. We don't hear what the call was about. I assume it's Mrs. Deagle demanding Barney to be put through a grinder or something like that. Well, probably. Yeah. But she says she doesn't want to talk about it. And we hear the clang of the decorative swords hitting the floor, so Dad's got home. Yeah. (laughs) Who needs a ring camera? Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, who needs a ring? You just listen for the clang of swords. This is Ran. Yay, we met Ran in the opening, and he is our titular father. He's singing Christmas carols as he joyfully puts the sword back into place. I love how everyone just, like, instead of fixing the problem, they just put it back. This is this is our life now. Yeah, the sword, sword falls on the floor. Flying, sword, flying swords. Yeah. We could fix it. No, I'll just put it back on the wall. It's fine. That being said, this is the same um, sort of thing as, like, the creaky floorboards. Like, you, you know where they are. You just walk around them. Yeah, this is true. It's just pointier. (laughs) (laughs) It's just slightly more dangerous. Just a little bit more dangerous. They all greet each other, and he presents Billy with a gift. Now, I will say, when I first started watching this, and he's like, I need this for my son, I was like, okay, so the son's going to be like... Eight. Twelve? Yeah. Like twelve max? Eight to twelve-ish? Eight, ten, twelve, something? That makes sense for... Because I I knew what Gizmo looked like, obviously. Oh, yeah, because he's an icon. Yeah, everyone knows what they look like. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, so he must be kind of youngish. So it's going to be like a Home Alone sort of. Yeah, you like, know, kids defending the town. I was expecting. And then Billy came on and I was like, okay. That is like a late teens, early 20s man. Yeah. Is this is this the kid? Is this an older brother? Is this... Okay. No, this is our... This is our... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I get what you mean, though. <laughs> um, he says it can't wait till Christmas. He has to open it now. Otherwise it suffocates. <laughs> Otherwise it dies. Boom. Merry Christmas. So boom. Merry Christmas, corpse. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> boom, corpse. Um, Barney barks at it and the cage barks back. Very, very cute. I don't know who does the voice for Gizmo. Who did the voice for Gizmo? Fucking adorable. I, no, I adore everything that, like, Gizmo says and does. Oh, like, Just constantly, yeah. Gizmo's adorable. 5,000%, yes. Highlight of the movie, honestly. So Ran asks Lynn, Lynn is mum, mm-hmm. to dim the lights and Billy opens the gift. It's an ornate box and something jumps out, giving him a little scare before gingerly... The, we, we see little paws and then slowly we see we see Gizmo for the first time. We see the Mogwai. I love that whole scene because you sort of have this you get you get to jump up and you're like, oh, it's this is the reveal. Yeah. And, it's like, wait, and it disappears and you're like, wait, I didn't see it. Yeah. And then slowly it like peeks up out and you're like, it is the cutest fucking thing. That is insane. <laughs> and it still looks so good. This movie's like forty years old. And Gizmo looks amazing. Yeah. Even in close-ups, Gizmo looks fantastic. In in close-ups, you know that Gizmo's, I don't know if it's an animatronic or a puppet or whatever, Mm. you know that um, it's not real. Yeah. But it's just so well done that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. You're just taken in with it. You go, yep, this is realistic enough to be enjoyable and good. It's so adorable. So Billy picks up the Mogwai, and they call him Gizmo. Yay! They smile for a family photo, but the flash from the camera frightens him. And he yells, Breakway! Breakway! I adore that. It does imply that the Mogwais are sentient. Y- yes, it does. And they probably shouldn't be giving them as gifts. Yeah, it does in... Or them in cages. Yeah, it does present some moral amb- ambiguity with the, with the Mogwai... As a species? Yep, especially because uh, they continue to speak. Oh yeah, throughout the film. Yeah. You know, we 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 get it reiterated that sunlight will kill him and he does not like light. And Ran relays the rest of the rules of the Mogwai, you know, don't get them wet, don't feed them after midnight. In Billy's room, fucking dope room. It's like in the attic room or something. Yeah, he's, I'm pretty sure he is in the attic, yeah. right? It's, it looks awesome. What a cool room. I wish I had that room as a kid. Yeah, I wish I had one. Like, just it's it's very his. Yeah, it's his space. Yeah, Gizmo sings as Billy presses keys on the keyboard. It's so sweet. Gizmo's just matching the notes as he presses them. And then he starts playing it himself. Yeah, because um, Billy like plays it and then plays it wrong, and Gizmo shakes his head and then plays it right. Yeah, and it's so cute. It is. And then when when they're done singing, Billy puts a little Santa hat on him. And tries to show him his reflection, but unfortunately the mirror catches the light and Gizmo falls off the desk because bright light. I reckon they just put a little like fishing line on and just went yank and he goes, meh! <laughs> Probably, hey, yeet! <laughs> <laughs> oh, because Lee, like, Gizmo's reactions are too big for what is a tiny body. For what is, like, I don't know, how how big would you say? It's, it's not cat or dog size, definitely not. He's like, yeah, it's like, a, like a, a large rabbit. I was just say like the size of a soccer ball just less round. Yeah. Yeah, that seems about right. Basically. 
Billy takes him to the bathroom and tends to tends to his wound, wrapping his little head in bandages. And we cut to night as Billy tucks the three of them into bed and switches the lights off himself, Barney and Gizmo. I do like that Barney and Gizmo get along. I I'm love like, obviously that. Obviously, they don't to begin with, and Barney's like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah. And then they're just sleeping together, and you're like, okay, that's fucking adorable. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I spent most of the beginning of the movie going, what is going to happen to that dog? Oh, yeah, that's always a worry, isn't it? Yeah. Especially after Mrs. Deagle was like, I'm going to get that dog. Next morning, Billy prepares himself to make orange juice. <laughs> he has to, like, mentally prep himself for using his father's invention. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. The most impressive thing about that juicer is the amount of juice it manages to get out of half a lemon. <laughs> because that is insane and breaks pops, the laws of physics. He pops in an orange and, like, I don't know, three litres of juice comes out. Like, there is... Just phenomenal. Yeah. He just needs to sell the, this proof of concept to someone. Who can make it properly. Yeah. And infinite orange juice. It's just amazing. But it works for a couple of seconds, and then it starts to splutter, and then it squirts orange pieces all over the kitchen. Just juice everywhere. Meanwhile, the kid in the tree costume has arrived at the house to deliver their Christmas tree. He and Billy are somewhat friends. This is young Pete. Yeah, I don't even know what sort of age Pete would be, but it feels very much... Very young. Like, he hangs around and, like, Pete's parents are probably friends with Billy's parents and so he doesn't tell them to get lost, but... Probably, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you reckon Billy just sort of tolerates his his existence? Sort of like, you know, a cousin? Yeah, so he's not not, like mean to him or anything like that. He's very friendly with him. But at the same time, it's uh, they're not, like, super close. No. Yeah. He's a sweet kid. Also, this kid is in uh, several 80s movies. I'm pretty sure this is the same kid who was in The Lost Boys as one of the Frog Brothers. Guess what I've not seen? The Lost Boys. <laughs> You're good at this. <laughs> uh, he was also in The Burbs, which I only just watched for the first time. No, no? not seen it. Tom Hanks' comedy horror. Fucking hilarious. I can see, I can see Tom Hanks doing comedy horror being funny. Mm-hmm. Upstairs, Gizmo watches the television. He's watching race race car drivers. Oh, yeah. Everything Gizmo does is made to make merchandise to sell. And it's worked for 40 years. (laughs) And will continue working. (laughs) Yes. You can still get gremlins and Gizmo everythings. Yeah. (laughs) He's even like sat there going, Pretending to drive the car. It's fucking adorable. Can you imagine Gizmo in like a proper racing sim setup? Oh. <laughs> but with like several booster seats. Several. He'd love it. Fuck yeah. He would be, he would be into it. Um, Pete and Billy head up to the attic, ditching the Christmas tree costume. Yay. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, thank God. That's just child cruelty, I think. They were uh, really on a branch with that costume. Oh no, you didn't. No, no. I'm glad they left it behind. Left it behind. I was, I was just about to say, I'm so glad they left it behind. <laughs> Pete meets Gizmo. Uh, Billy shows Pete Gizmo singing, and Pete goes to pick up Gizmo and accidentally spills a glass of water on him. It's from like um, uh, Billy's paint supplies or something like that. Yep. Uh, Gizmo falls down onto the desk in what looks like immense pain. Yeah. Like I feel so bad for him. He looks. 
Oh, it's awful. It's so, it made me so upset. Yeah. I was like, no, no. From his back, little balls of fur shoot out. It's awful. It looks horrendous. Like he actually bubbles. His back bubbles. Absolutely, absolutely terrifying and horrifying. <laughs> it's one of the worst parts of the whole movie. And do, we do get a little like popcorn. Yep, don't like it. Don't like it. <laughs> and the little balls of fur immediately grow very quickly into new mogwai. Billy stares in astonishment as five fully formed mogwai just emerge immediately. What's this thing? He's like, it's so interesting. That is not the word to use. No, frightening, terrifying, unusual. Weird, I would accept. If yeah. You know, kind of bland. <laughs> interesting. Interesting, yeah. Hmm. And Pete is immediately like, can I have one? And I'm like, do not, you don't you fucking dare. Uh, Pete goes to pat one and it bites at him and the other ones giggle. All except Gizmo, of course. Gizmo looks in dismay at the new Mogwai. He looks very upset. His children are badly raised. <laughs> He's like, this is not what I wanted. Where did he go wrong? <laughs> I'm just a single parent. <laughs> he gave everything up for these Mogwais. <laughs> Look how they've turned out. It's been like four seconds. I thought I raised you better. In the garage, Ran works on a new card shuffler that he's inventing. Billy arrives uh, to talk to him about what's just happened. Yeah. But Ran interrupts him to show him the improvements to the bathroom buddy. Um, you know, and now it's got a shaver on it, basically. Yes, because that thing just needed... More. Blades. <laughs> you know what this invention needs? Fucking blades. It's inspired by the falling sword doorbell <laughs> yeah, I haven't thought about it it's a kind of a doorbell isn't it it's a doorbell someone's breaking into your house <laughs> it's, it's okay they'll break in and just be decapitated by the fucking sword Billy you know he's he pushes a button which accidentally squirts toothpaste onto Ran and it just confirms that nothing fucking works yeah he managed to put a razor blade on but didn't fix the problem that with the toothpaste the day before yeah He's like, look, I added a razor. Did you fix the toothpaste thing? Yeah, I'll get, I added I'll a get razor. to it. <laughs> you don't understand. What if you needed to shave? <laughs> Billy tells Rand that the Mogwai have multiplied. We cut to the living room as the Mogwai play. And Gizmo sat there playing a tiny trumpet. I didn't notice that. Oh. He's, like, he's, play, he's sat next to Barney. Like, the other Mogwai are, like, running amok. Mm. And he sat in the corner just blowing a little trumpet with his little Santa hat on next to Barney. So it's fucking adorable. I'm not going to lie. I really thought at that point with the dad it was going to go like instant capitalism. He kind of does. Yeah, it's like a kind of throwaway line. He's like, they multiply, you say, and then <laughs> nothing. And I'm like, oh, the storyline's going to have a little thing about him trying to take one to like sell somewhere or a mm. yeah, true. kitchen thing. They do set it up, but then they don't take it anymore. Yeah. Because, yeah. All the Mogwai play, Billy says that they're not like Gizmo, these new Mogwai. The one with the mohawk seems to be in charge. He's called Stripe. And Rand says every kid in America would love one. It'll be the next big thing. Yeah. And this is the capitalist view. Yeah. That sort of... And then he just drops it. <laughs> Nothing happens after that. I think, uh, I think because what, every, all the shit hits the fan, what, tonight? Yeah. So maybe he just didn't have time to capitalize on the capitalism. <laughs> What a wonderful play of words that was. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> delightful. De delightful wordplay. Mm, wonderful. 
Another. <laughs> Smashes beer. <laughs> Was it from Thor, right? Yeah. yeah. That night, Billy is woken up by Barney as he whines. As he leaves, the other Mogwai wake up. You just see their little eyes flick open. Heading outside, Billy finds Barney tied up in the Christmas lights. Yes, I... This sounds awful. I was so glad when I saw him tied up in the Christmas lights, because I thought it would be something worse. Yeah, it's same. The first time I watched this, I remember thinking, well, the dog's dead. Yeah, I know they say, oh, if he'd been out there for another moment, he'd have froze, frozen to death. And I'm like... Ugh. You're like, no, he would have been fine. Dogs have fur. Like, yeah, he would've, it would, he, wouldn't have been great. He would have been cold Yeah, and, and uncomfortable. But probably would have survived. Not that I know how cold it was there, but I was like, oh, thank God he's just in lights. Yeah, just in lights. And they rescue him at the table in the in the kitchen. They talk about what happened and they think Mrs. Deagle might have done something. I love the thought of that. <laughs> what the Mrs. Deagle. Mrs. Crazy, Mrs. Deagle, the 80-year-old crazy batshit lady, snuck into your house and tied the dog up in Christmas night. She would have killed him. Yeah, and then hung it outside and... Alive. I mean, if this was a different kind of horror movie, I could see it. Where this is like the warning before she breaks into your house and murders everyone. If this were a different kind of horror movie, and I found myself thinking that the whole time, if this were a different kind of horror movie, yeah, that would have been a dead dog from those Christmas lights. Oh yeah, for for sure. Awful. But luckily, this is a creature feature. (laughs) The coffee machine splutters out coffee. Look, I don't <laughs> quote unquote coffee. I don't drink coffee, but I am at least eighty percent sure that does not pass any FDA regulations as to what coffee is. It's like this black sludge. Much like add some water, stir it a little bit, then it's coffee. Yeah, I love that. Rand just sort of accepts it, and they, he and Lynn laugh about it as well. He's like, "Oh, I don't think I can drink this," and they laugh together. So it's not like he's disheartened about the fact that his shit doesn't work. He, he, he puts his failed experiments on display in his house everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Everywhere. Okay. everywhere. <laughs> Billy heads to a local professor to show him, uh, and shows him Gizmo and what happens when he's exposed to water. The professor stares in amazement and he asks to keep one to run some tests on it. Which, firstly, Gizmo, he's a terrible pet owner. Oh, yeah. Gizmo went through pain. And he's like, okay, just one drop of water. For the professor. Awful. Yeah, not a great. For science. Not a great. <laughs> for science. <laughs> um, and then he he leaves without telling the professor any of the rules. I noticed that too. Like, and I was like, I would have maybe specified. Don't feed it after midnight. Don't get it wet anymore. I mean, I guess he can imply that don't get it wet. Yeah, like he, he can, he's probably smart enough to infer that. That's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck, they are so cute, though. Even the demon ones, before they become gremlins, are yeah. cute. They're, they're just not very pleasant like Gizmo. Yeah. Gizmo's just a sweetheart. Yeah. Gizmo's just got a really nice singing voice. <laughs> he's, the, he's the Mariah Carey finger. I was about to say, now all I'm just imagining is, you know, um, Shrek 2, the uh, fairy godmother with that red dress. Oh, yep, yep. Gizmo and that. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I demand a new Gremlins movie with that. That's the end scene of Gizmo. Singing, singing, singing. Of I'm holding out for a hero. Yeah, holding out for a hero. <laughs> Billy looks into the bar as Kate ushers drunk Murray out the door at the end of the night. He's yep. continuing to complain because um, they repaired his tractor with foreign parts. And he warns Kate and Billy about Gremlins. Foreigners put them in their machines, he says. Yep. 
like so many things from the 80s it uh that that part has fate uh age like fine vinegar <laughs> do you know about the the gremlins mythology not specifically mogwai but like the term gremlin and you know no like i understand the sort of like destructive destroying stuff thing it was a sort of not a cover-up but a way to explain away war profiteering during the world war so okay, yep. people people would like steal aircraft parts like radios and wires and stuff like that from essential you know war machines like you know tanks crafts cars all that sort of stuff to start to sell on the black market it was war profiteering and um they would just say you know gremlins got to it and the, the idea was yeah these little creatures that sneak into machines and steal parts that's that's what a gremlin was, and it was a term used to cover not cover up, but to explain away war profiteering. That is fascinating. That makes that one episode of The Simpsons make so much more sense. Oh, really? Is it in The Simpsons as well? Yeah, there's an episode of The Simpsons where there's a um, gremlin that climbs up the side of the bus and rips it to pieces, and Bart's the only one who can see it. Right. So he gets it's one of the Treehouse of Horror ones. Right. So yeah. He yeah. Gets taken away to um, an asylum or something in like a straight jacket or whatever. And then they go, oh, the whole side of the bus is ripped off. Well, okay, we don't care because it's Bart. <laughs> that's yeah. that's more Skinner because, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah cool. Uh, yeah, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror kind of does every horror movie at some point, don't they? Yeah, honestly, the Treehouse of Horror is the only thing I pay attention to anymore with Simpsons. Mm. So Murray's sort of very paranoid is, is the idea we get from here. Kate says he's not okay to drive. Uh, Murray agrees. Uh, he's, at least he's done that. Did not expect that. I know. He's just like, oh, I won't drink drive. And I was like, oh I my God. I've already written in my notes and drink driving. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the other bag's face Delete, there. delete, 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 delete. <laughs> and decides he'll walk home because it's a wonderful night. Good night. <laughs> You're like, okay, bye, Murray. We cut to some carolers singing to an elderly couple as Kate and Billy pass them. Kate says Murray is a good man, but just wants someone to listen to him. And Kate says it's the time of year when everyone gets depressed. While some are opening presents, others are opening their wrists, is what she says. <laughs> What's the rating of this movie? PG. <laughs> yeah. I figured it was something like, what the hell? That is... What a comment. Which... <laughs> Christmas is the most depressing time of year while you're opening presents someone's opening their wrists and you're like oh my god I bet someone was really proud of that line it's a good line but for a PG movie (laughs) it is we learn that Kate does not celebrate Christmas when Billy pushes for why she gets a bit defensive and they both apologise to each other and say goodnight but not before he asks her out and she agrees I will admit, this is in my notes where I have the part that says, honestly, Billy is just dumb. Why? Just in general. Just, <laughs> just general. Yeah. I think he's a bit of a sweetheart. Oh, I when he's, like, asking her out and stuff, he's he's very sweet and he's got, you know, really kind of adorable little smile and he's got the smile yeah. his hair. It's very cute. Very cute. But I think it's, like, his just insistence that Christmas must be amazing. For everyone. She's like, it's not for me. And he's like, no, for everyone. <laughs> everyone, it's amazing. And she's like, no. But you want to go out with me? Okay. <laughs> but they've been flirting, oh, yeah. as we've seen. It's from... very much heading towards. Yeah, yeah. Examiner. It was going to happen. Yeah. Back at the school, the professor experiments on the mogwai, drawing blood from it. 
which makes it very unhappy. Should have given it a snooze on. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played, Bronwyn. Thank you. He asks fun. for its hand and then he just like fucking jabs the needle and he's like, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. And draws... He doesn't even know where his veins are. No, no, just... Doesn't shave it like you're meant to with animals. No, just anywhere in his body. There's blood somewhere. Let, let's get some of that out. Oh, God. At the... I hadn't even thought about, like, finding the vein. I hadn't even thought about that. Back at the house, Billy watches TV and sketches. Gizmo reads with his little 3D glasses. Yep. Fucking cute again. Definitely seen a toy of that. Oh, definitely. I'm pretty sure there's pop vinyls of it, too. There's pop vinyls pretty much the whole movie. You could probably do scene by scene of the various things that Gizmo wears. Oh, absolutely. There, there should definitely be a pop vinyl of Gizmo in his pink car that we see later. That would be amazing. Yes. Um, the other Mogwai dance and complain. They're just kind of like jumping around in their little box. I will say that in this scene is when you do sort of see a close-up of their teeth. And they have human teeth. Oh, the, the Mogwai? Yeah. Like small, but they have like flat bladed teeth like humans. Oh, that's unsettling. Awful. <laughs> Honestly I, awful. I have never looked at their teeth before, so that's interesting. Awful. Or uh, frightening. Yeah. Just <laughs> nightmare. All it makes me think of is a Furby but with teeth. <laughs> and isn't that what we all wanted for Christmas? I never liked Furbies. <laughs> I used to have a Furby. I had a Darth Maul Furby. Yeah. It was it, it was red and black with the little spikes on its head. I didn't even know they did those. <laughs> I can't remember how long ago it was. It was so long ago. It, it worked for a long time, actually, because it was like motion censored. Yeah, they, I mean, they still do work for ages. Mm. I miss Furbies. But have you seen, like, the, the Photoshop picture of the shark jumping out of the water with human teeth? Yes. It's <laughs> is, is it that kind of feeling? Yes. <laughs> We're like, that's really it's, wrong. It's so uncomfy. <laughs> it's just that that side of Uncanny Valley. Yes. Yeah, where you, you it's not terrifying, but you're uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't like this. It's not normal. Yeah. As much as normal as a uh, Mogwai could be. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't even know if Mogwai is like a um, a mythical creature in, in, in um, any particular culture. I don't know if it actually exists. But if it does, it shouldn't it have sh- human teeth. It shouldn't teeth. have human teeth. I say no. Billy checks the clock because those little Mogwais are dancing about and making a fuss, and he decides to feed them. The Mogwai chatter and mutter about themselves. Billy drops a um, drops the plate of chicken chicken wings or whatever, yep. and the Mogwai feast hungrily. Gizmo doesn't want any. He shakes his head and says, "No." He's such a good boy. Because Gizmo's such a good boy. Because he has better manners than his children. I do love the because we cut immediately from this to the school, and there's a big ass clock behind the professor. Oh, I've never, I didn't notice that. Yeah. So it switches, so the, obviously all, and we get close-ups of all the little mugway, like, shoving bits of chicken into their mouth and stuff like that. Yeah, that's when you see their human teeth. <laughs> okay, I'll look out for it next time I watch this. <laughs> I didn't know that, that sounds so gross. <laughs> I've never looked. I was more disturbed by the, like, the noises, the, like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I hate, disgusting. Hate, hated that whole scene. <laughs> Awful. Had to be had to be chicken nibbles. <laughs> chicken nibbles. It couldn't be like a piece of bread. <laughs> but yeah, we immediately cut to the professor, and there's a big ass school clock behind him that says two thirty a.m. That's so good. That's so good because obviously when it keeps cutting to 
um, Billy's clock, you're like, that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. You're I mean, like, I know where this know. is going. We know we're going to break all of the rules. Yeah, um, we just don't know what the consequences are. Yeah. Uh, but I, that's, no, that's, that's good. That's, it's really that's good. That's very spielberg It's very spielberg yeah. eh? Like, little details hidden. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 2.30 a.m., actually. And the professor decides he's going to leave. And he does. He says goodnight. And the Mogwai grabs hold of the little packet that the professor's sandwich was on and brings it to himself. And and we hear, yum. <laughs> horrifying. That, that's it. Horrifying. <laughs> just, just horrifying. <laughs> um, what I will say, though, is my sister is a uh, science teacher. Mm-hmm. And she has worked in multiple labs. Okay. And she's drilled into me. Certain lab safety. You do not have food in a lab. Yes, even I know that from, like, high school. Because you will kill yourself by yeah. accidentally poisoning your food. Yeah. No food in labs. Fucking dumbass. You know, you're going to poison yourself or create gremlins. <laughs> Those are the two options. Yeah. We go from Mogwai to gremlin. There is no, no, no in between. No in between. <laughs> Only possible. Uh-uh. <laughs> Yeah. Consequences. That's what we need. Like, we need signs in, like, um, in science labs and stuff that just says, no food, we'll be gremlins. <laughs> Back at the house, we see that um, Billy's clock says 10.30pm. Billy falls asleep while the TV plays, and we hear giggles as the screen fades to darkness. Just, the gremlin giggles yeah. are unsettling. Yeah. They're very creepy. You kind of, you know... I'll be honest, this is the point where things that I think start to pick up a lot. Yeah. It's very slow before that. The movie really kicks into gear about yeah. now. And you're like, oh, okay, it's... Uh, you're like, here we go. It's it's villain time. I guess it's kind of like Jurassic Park did the same sort of thing. Mm. Quite a slow opening. We're going through it. Oh my God, 500 miles an hour for the rest of the movie. Jurassic Park had dinosaurs, though. Yeah, this is true. So. <laughs> With a recorder version. I love that. That's so good. That and like the pity whistle version of the Titanic one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that too. Next morning, Billy calls for his mum and we see that the room is filled with slimy egg sacks. Is it next morning or is it still the same night? I think it's the next morning. Because they can't go out in daylight. But it is daytime yeah. when he runs to the school, right? Yeah. Which is like right after this. So yeah. I think it is daytime but they don't ever get in the sunlight. He must probably, he probably sleeps in because he was up to at least 2.30. This is true, yeah, this is true. So he's a teenager, it's probably like Christmas, he's probably... It's probably, you know, that thing like I do where I'm really, really tired but I'm like, but my bedtime, I don't have to go to bed till 11pm. I know it's 10.30 and I'm really tired but I've still got half an hour of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's 2.30. Yeah. Uh, so he's probably woken up at like midday or something. Probably, yeah. With and the fucking xenomorph eggs. Thank you. I was literally going to say, I was like, these look like the like face hugger eggs from Alien. Yeah. Straight up. Gooey and sticky and stuck to the floor and all green and slight. They're really, really gross. They are. I really also, hate them. The, the Mogwais totally look like mammals. So what are they? Pl- pl- platypus? <laughs> I mean, it's a question mark. I don't know. Lynn asks if they were fed after midnight, and Billy said he checked the clock. But as he grabs his alarm clock, he realizes that the power cord has been chewed out. Oh, I wonder how that could have happened. It would have been when he was rescuing his dog. Actually, I, I still don't know how the dog got in the lights. No, like, I don't oh, know. Obviously, it's obviously it's the Mogwais. 
Surely. It has to be. Maybe... It's, it's, it's striped, because he's obviously the... The leader. Yeah. Maybe Barney was looking out a window and they just pushed him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Barney. Poor Barney. Um, I do, actually, I will say, I do at this point appreciate the fact that they think it is... Um... Stripe? Oh... Wicked bitch of the West will go. Yeah. Oh, Mrs. Um, <laughs> Wicked bitch of the West. I love it. Yeah. Um, they Mrs. Think it's her Mrs. Deagle. And, yeah, and so the dad does take Barney. That's that true. They, I do. I do appreciate that because I'm like, oh, cool. He's not going to be in this anymore. He's fine. He'll be safe. He'll be safe. So I think they drop him off at um, his mother's house or something. Something like that, and then later. Yeah, and then Ram Ram picks him up after the convention, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I mean, they look after the dog. I can do 10 points. Yeah, 100%. We get a horror movie where the dog lives. I'm happy. Yeah. And they, not just the dog lives, they actively make sure the dog lives. Yeah. I can appreciate that. They don't let him, you know, they don't hear weird weird noises and open the door so the dog can go after it. No. None of that shit. Yeah. At the school, Pete, Billy, and the professor talk about how the Mogwai are in the pupil stage, much like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. As he cuts, as he's like using um, wire cutters to open the cage that he had the mogwai in because the sack is like bigger than the cage at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is really gross. Yeah. Lynn receives a phone call. Ran is at the inventor's convention, which is obviously where he's taken Barney as well, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Something like that. I do love that there's the Lost in Space robot walking around. Oh, that's right, He's yeah. actually on the phone. Yeah, he's actually on the phone. It's like, literally, like, taped it to his little robot yeah. head thing. It's very funny. It's Christmas Eve. In the attic, the sacks begin to rock. And we get that weird, like, moaning noise. The, like, noise. It's... Ugh. It's just unpleasant. Yes. It's extremely unpleasant. This is why this is a Christmas horror movie. You're like, yes, fine, it's a horror movie, I get it, please stop. (laughs) I don't want any more of these noises. At the hospital, the woman begs for assistance in convincing Mrs. Deagle to help her with her rent. Not at the hospital, this is outside the bank, isn't it? Yeah. I think this is outside the bank. Oh, so it's at the bank, she begs the bank manager... To convince Mrs. Deagle. Yes, yeah. And he's like, I can't do anything. I'm like, sure you can. Mrs. Deagle, do you, have you paid attention to knowing like what her deal is? She, oh, she's some sort of like realty investor. Her husband was a realty investor who got done for fraud. Really? Yeah, they like kind of have it really briefly at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, they have like a, and so-and-so who. Oh, on the. the like her husband uh, convicted of fraud, whatever. I did not pick up on that. Is that during like the news segment right at yeah. the very, very end? My God. Which I will not say more on for spoilers. Okay, well. But yeah, no, they do mention, they mention that he's basically, he does something to do with like fraud, fraud. and in jail. That's so funny. Yeah. And That's like, I get why so... you're being a bitch, but why does anyone take you seriously at yeah. that point? We cut to Mrs. Deagle, who pushes to the front of the line to make a deposit. And that's like, the little guy wanders away. Oh, this is where that guy you said. Was he, oh, is he the little, the, the man with like the white beard that we see a yeah, bit later got, as well? He's got the world, like kind of impressive sideburns, I think. And a little pipe, yeah. right? Has he got a like, he's got a hat. He's got a hat on. That's yeah. right. But yeah, he just, he just pushes away and goes, oh. And then just walks and away. And watches her for a bit and then just walks away behind her. And I'm like, 
I wonder if there's someone behind the camera going. No, thinking of distracting the shot. (laughs) (laughs) And again, Mrs. Deagle threatens to kill Barney if she catches him. She's like, it's a good thing your father took him. If I caught him, I'd murder him. Murder! Murder! (laughs) (laughs) She's so, like, comically villainous. I kind of love it, though. I, if I ever met someone like that in real life, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, just fuck off, lady. Yeah. (laughs) At the school, the professor plays a video for his class. We see the cardboard box that he's cleverly hidden the the gremlin egg underneath um, starts to rock. As the Mm -hmm. sack, we can assume, cracks open. Oh, no, we, like, zoom into the cardboard, don't we? And we see inside. Yeah. As, like, this big crack comes up the side of the egg. We then cut to the attic, where all the sacks simultaneously crack open, while Gizmo cowers on the floor. Oh, no. He's so scared. He's terrified. Oh, Gizmo. We do see long, black claws that slowly reach out of one of the eggs, and that's all we see. Love the creepy music, though. Yes. The music is fucking dope. It's so good. The professor in his class sees the box shaking. The bell rings and the class is dismissed. He quickly ushers everyone. Yeah, and there's that one kid who's like, hey, Professor, and he's like, nope, get out. It's Pete. Oh, is it? It's Pete. I'm pretty sure it's Pete. He's just like, Professor, I just wanted you to, nope, get out. (laughs) I've got shit to deal with, Pete. Get out of my classroom. The video continues to play as the professor inspects the hatched sack. Nothing inside. He calls Billy, who who says he's going to head on over. Gizmo cowers as the, as the eggs hatch. The professor heads to the back of the class, calling out to the mugwai. He says he's brought a candy bar for it. He turns off the projector, but as he walks around the classroom, it turns back on suddenly. And we just hear... As whatever it is runs across the floor. Yep. Love that. We can hear it running about the floor. He tries to find it under the desk and he offers it a candy bar and we get yum, yum. I love that. It's so creepy. I do love that that comes back several more times. Oh, yeah. Like constantly. They just say like a word here and there and it's really gross. Both for for the Mogwai, both Mogwai, Gremlins, whatever, like all of them are really well done. Oh, one billion percent. They're so, so good. They're so good. So he offers it to him and it grabs his hand and we cut. Billy arrives at the school in the class. that yell. Oh! <laughs> oh! It's not like, ah, like he's being bitter or anything. It's just, oh! Oh! Project to the end of the room. Yeah. <laughs> um, Billy arrives at the school. In the classroom, the projector has run off its tape. Billy finds the professor's corpse on the floor with a needle sticking out of his butt. Nice. The 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 gremlin got revenge. He's like, stick me with a needle, motherfucker. And stabs him in the butt. Because murdering you wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah. Really got to desecrate the corpse as well. Then again, I'm just going to bring it up. Sentience. True. I would be pissed off too. It, it just full-on revenge stabs someone. Yeah, and I'm, you know, if I became, like, a, a demon creature, sure, why not? Yeah, honestly, if I become a demon creature, all bits are off. <laughs> Absolutely. We just go for it. Billy jumps to call for help, but a scaly black hand grabs his as he reaches for the phone. It takes the food on the desk, but doesn't like the apple. It, like, take, it rolls an apple off the desk, 
and goes yum, and then he and then he just throws it away. He takes like a bite and then throws it away, yeah. and then grabs a glass test tube off the desk yeah, and and eats that. <laughs> and you say yum, and he's like Yer. I love that because just the concept of it just eats anything. It just eat, but not fresh fruit. No. Glass test tubes, though? Nom nom. It's just, hey, (laughs) save the planet. (laughs) Feed your recycling to a gremlin. (laughs) Oh my god, can you imagine? Your waste disposal is just like a box with a gremlin in it. You just drop your trash in there. We hear metal scraping, and as Billy looks around, he sees that it's escaped into the vents. Billy runs to the medical room to sort out his hand because the claws of the gremlin are apparently extremely sharp and have just cut his hand open. I mean, they probably cut their way out of the egg sacs. Oh, true. Ooh. Ugh. And it did just break through a vent. Yeah. With his bare hands. So, yeah, makes sense. And he wraps himself up. As Billy leans against the cupboard to, like, take a breather, uh, the gremlin pops out, and we get our first look at what the gremlin looks like. What were your thoughts on this? They're kind of like if the Mogwai had both a growth spurt and lost all of its hair at once. Yeah. They're like hairless scaly almost. Yeah. Which makes sense with the whole egg sacs and everything and whatnot. I don't think they're quite as iconic as like Gizmo is. No. But, but they not, do look cool. Yeah, they're not bad. They're I feel like they just need to be a little bit fatter. Like they need a little bit more meat they're, on their bones. Yeah, they're very like skin and bone. Which, uh, they, they look gangly, that's the word I was looking for. They but... look like I could very easily kick them across the room. True. True. I guess that's why they do surprise attacks a lot. Yeah. Um, Billy falls back as it throws things at him before escaping through the door, laughing. I Just do, maniacally. I do love that they're just constantly... Giggling. Yeah. They're having a grand old time. Yeah. Causing absolute havoc. Yeah. They would, honestly, if, if uh, Gremlins were real, well, be destroyed. Oh, yeah, 100%. How quickly would it, especially in some place like that with all the snow, all they need to do is go outside and fall in the snow. And this, yeah, this is what we need to talk about because, you know, the, the rule of, you know, don't get them wet. Big old snowy town. Yep. They don't replicate. They, I don't know why. They would just honestly, absolutely. Maybe they'd it's world ending. Yeah, it would. World ending event, just gremlins. It, just, it would. It'll be awful. At home, Gizmo is tied to a dartboard. Yes. As the gremlins throw darts at him. Yeah. Oh, my poor baby. And downstairs, Lynn makes gingerbread men. She makes cookies. She hears the giggling. And I've just got, yeah, the giggling and the laughing from these gremlins is haunting. It's kind of amazing. She hears some smashing as well upstairs. Being the absolute badass that Lynn is, she grabs a kitchen knife and heads upstairs. My my notes here are, mum is a cold butter killer, and I vibe with that. Oh, I vibe with Lynn so fucking much during this next scene. Yeah. She is Someone who awesome. has the pants in that relationship, and is the competent one in that relationship, and I know who it is. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's Ran, obviously. <laughs> like, okay, look, also, he goes and he just drops 200 bucks in 80s money. That's true, that would have been a lot of money in today's money. Yeah, like, look. 
Two hundred's a lot of money, but it's it's it, you 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 got to you got to twenty something year old kid. It's the sort of money where you go, yeah, I can spend that. Yeah. Uh, in today's money, you start looking at like five hundred bucks. You go, maybe I should consider this. He just drops it like nobody's business, and I am convinced that he is a kept man. One hundred percent. Lynn looks after him. Yeah. Bless. She's. Uh, oh, I love Lynn. Anyway, Gizmo, meanwhile, is thrown down the laundry chute. They just yeet him down the laundry chute. And at least he's away from the gremlins, is all yeah. I'm saying. Yep. Lynn investigates Billy's room. There's a thin layer of mist. We get this amazing shot looking down at Lynn from the top of the attic. And there's just this layer, this filtering layer of fog pouring out the side as she's looking up. Which must come Great. from the eggs. Oh, for sure. Just this uh, Maybe that's why they're so high-pitched. Or they've just been, like, huffing um, carbon uh, <laughs> <like> nitrogen. <laughs> they've just been on laughing gas. Yeah. <laughs> Explains everything. But it's such a good shot. She sees the open eggs, and the phone next to her suddenly rings. Also, the music here is very Beetlejuice. Which I now know you haven't seen yeah. Beetlejuice, but have you ever heard the, the like, theme for Beetlejuice? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. It was very, very much that. Yeah. Uh, it's Billy. He tells her to get out of the house. <laughs> I do love the sort of tropes you get at this point. Yes. Like the whole reaching a hand under to where the enemy, like the enemy, where the like creature is and then you find him. Yeah, and it his, grabs your hand or whatever yeah, like that. Yeah, you find the professor with like his head underneath disappeared and he's just half his, well, half his body missing. Sort yeah. Of thing, and then the phone call that gets cut off. Yeah, the phone call off. being like, you need to get out. Yeah. Yeah. The phone, phone line's cut, and I love it. I'm totally vibing with this movie at this point. I'm like, fuck yes. Give me all of this nonsense. I love it. Christmas music blares from downstairs. I suddenly love the use of Christmas music in this movie. Yes. Like, just so Because it starts times. off so jolly, and then you start going, oh no, who turned the music on? <laughs> and it's like, even if it's just like a normal Christmas song that they've just redone a little bit to make it a bit janky yeah there's a moment later when um silent night gets yeah, played and it's so good it's brilliant like that's that's what you want from a horror christmas movie that is that 100. is attention to detail absolutely absolutely and lynn is sat there and there's like just a moment of stillness where she just looks terrified and i love that little pause to just be like let's just appreciate this character's dilemma for a second <laughs> meanwhile billy starts running home fucking legging it to save his mum Lynn goes down, she stops the record player, and suddenly there's an eerie silence. The house is too quiet now, until suddenly something throws glass baubles at her, but she can't see it. So she she moves around the house, just missing the shadow of a gremlin that heads into the kitchen. And then she walks into the kitchen as well. She can hear rustling, and sat on the counter is a gremlin eating her cookies. Just sat there munching on a gingerbread man's head, going, yum, yum. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> terrible. She turns away because fuck looking at that shit. They're very horny as what? Not, that's... <laughs> not, not, not. Would you like to try rephrasing that? Spiky? Yes. Spiky. Pointy. They're pointy. Yeah. Like their eyebrows, like they don't have eyebrows. They've got like little horns. Uh, brow ridges. Brow ridges. Is that what it's called? Yes. Sure. <laughs> They've That's got. They call them on like lizards and stuff. Oh, is, is it? Yeah. Okay. 
And their ears are now very pointy as yes. well, apart as opposed to gizmos, which are quite round. And their teeth are pointy instead of human. <laughs> which do you prefer, though? Pointy. <laughs> I would rather have the killer gremlin teeth, thank you. Yes. <laughs> she turns away being like, oh, well, fuck that. But when she turns back, it's got its head in the blender and it's having a good old lick around because cookie dough. She turns the blender on. She saw an opportunity and she took it. That is not a crime. <laughs> Absolutely not. I was like, fuck yeah. She is. A badass. Oh. I can just, just imagine. She'd be like, am I going to? I'm doing this. Okay. And then she just commits to the bit. <laughs> she just turns around and goes. And you just see its legs going around and around as it's slowly blended. And I'm like, this mum's a fucking badass, man. As she turns it, are good for something for once. <laughs> exactly. She turns it off and is immediately attacked by another one. She sprays it in the face with face with cooking oil or something like that, some sort of aerosol can, um, and shoves it into the microwave. Yep. Slamming the door shut and turning the microwave on until it just goes pop. I would have loved to have seen it going around in a circle. <laughs> just on the little plate. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> it was, yeah, because it's like clawing at the door. Yeah. Going like, ah, and then it just goes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, though. So, so good. Um, she also has to defend herself using a chair and slowly makes her way through the kitchen until she stabs one to death with a kitchen knife, she, kitchen knife she's holding as well. Three murders in three minutes. A plus. This mum is, she's like, I'm going to live through this. She is extremely competent. <laughs> she, she'd be a mama. Yeah. Like, goddamn. She hears gremlin giggles from the other room and grabs two more kitchen knives. And I was like, mama means shit, man. Yeah. She has put up with too much in her life. <laughs> she, yeah. I want to know Lynn's backstory. <laughs> Desperately. <laughs> In the in the living room, she sees one of the stockings is sort of rocking back and forth. She slashes at it, but it's just a robot toy that's been turned on. As she backs up into the Christmas tree, we see two red eyes. Really bright yeah. red eyes just hidden in the Christmas tree. Hey, so... turn the Christmas lights on. <laughs> it's so good. It is. It's really, really it's good. Especially because they're that type of dark green. Yeah, this is true. They blend into the Christmas tree really well. The Christmas tree falls on her and the gremlin is fucking going at her throat. It's trying to full-on murder her. Yeah, just full-on, like, trying to grot strangle her with... <laughs> with fucking fairy lights? Yeah. Billy continues running home, arriving just in time as Lynn is being strangled with fairy lights. He takes the sword, the one that's used as a doorbell... Uh, he takes it and decapitates the gremlin's head into the fireplace. Yep. And then it screams as it burns? Yes. It's that... Whew, horrifying. Yeah, because we get the same thing at the end as well, where where it's dead, but the sound is still coming out. Yeah. But that, yeah, the head is in the fireplace, and he goes... Wah! As it melts away, and he's just like, fuck that. That's a big old bucket of no from me. Thank you. Don't like... They turn to see Stripe, the last remaining gremlin. He escapes in uh, out the window and into the night. Murray and his wife are sat at home watching television. The doorbell rings. It's Billy. He drops off his mum. He's like, please, can you take care of her? She's had a night. Because he's a, someone's a doctor or a trained medical, medical something? Is he? Oh, he might be. 
I remember he's lost his job, but I can't remember what his job used to be. I don't know. Some sort of implication that someone actually knows some first aid. Or some first aid or something like, like that. Yeah, because she's um, the gremlin's claws like slash across yeah. her face. Back at the house, he finds uh, Billy finds Gizmo. Ren tries to call home, but he's getting no response. I think this is where the the lost in space robots on the other side. Yeah, insulting him. Not, I mean, not insulting. <laughs> not insulting him. Inside. It sounds like he's insulting yeah. him though. Billy tracks the gremlin with Gizmo in his backpack. Which is, they have that scene that gets used multiple times of just Gizmo going, hey, 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 Just in the backpack, just tottering up and down. Yeah, Multiple times that's used. And he tracks um, the uh, Stripes footprints to the local YMCA. YMCA. Do you know, fun fact, the logo on that YMCA, I remember from when I was a kid at our local YMCA, and I'm like, oh, they changed that logo years ago. I didn't realize it was a real thing. The YMCA. I knew it was a thing, but also I also thought it was just a gay club. I mean, there are certain songs that may lead you to believe that. <laughs> one, in, one in particular. Yes, one in particular. <laughs> um, I can't remember what the name is. Uh, no, it, the name has escaped me completely. No, because there's one um, not that far from here. Is it? Northcote. Okay, because I know there's, like, the community centres that have, like, pools and stuff. Like, there's one up here with Glenville Mall. No, there's there's a YMCA. There's an actual YMCA. So is YMCA a company, then? Yes. Okay. I think it's technically a charity or something. Right, okay. Um, But, I mean, Young Man's Christian Association. Oh. Ooh. That's what it stands for. Oh, I don't like that. (laughs) How did you... Okay, I don't know. <laughs> they, have like, they have, like, a gym, and I used to do gymnastics there when I was a kid. Oh, okay. And, like, dance and stuff like that. Is it free to use? Uh, the gym's not, but the other stuff is. Okay. Um, Billy unlocks the door. Um, he just reaches his hand through a broken pane of glass and um, and heads inside. As he's walking around, the fire alarm is suddenly set off. And Billy is attacked by Stripe, who then leaps into the swimming pool. And then I had an idea, which is, you know what will make a fantastic bath bomb? Gremlins? Yes. <laughs> I mean, the amount of bubbles. Yeah. Like, God, it's kind of a terrifying scene, though. Oh, it's... You kind of watch it going, how bad could this possibly get? And um, yeah, how 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 long does this go? Like, is there a limit to the amount of water? Does it just go forever? Does there like a body mass? Yeah, does it like absorb the water and then spit out the gremlins or like? Oh, do you know what this is? What this is the same thing as the juice issue. <gasps> this is true. This is the orange juice all over again. The gremlins are made of orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the connection. <laughs> the entire pool bubbles and splurts. We get. Fantastic green lights, a lot of smoke and mist and everything like that. It's very cool. It's a really cool f- uh, physical effects. And again, we get we get the initial sound of the gremlin moaning again, that yeah. noise. And then it starts to echo, and then it echoes again, and echoes again, until it sounds like there's an entire crowd. Mm. It's very, very well done as far as, like, audio design. Fantastic. Billy runs from the YMCA as lightning flashes from inside. Yep. He tries to report it to the police, but they think he's drunk or playing a playing a prank. And I don't blame them. But also, these cops are drunk. 
Yes. <laughs> the police are drunk. And I don't blame them. <laughs> They're like, it's just some scene. <laughs> Back in town, we see Stripe. This is such a cool shot. It's a long shot. We're a long way away, and you just see little Stripe pop out of, like, the darkness into the street line. Yeah. Strimp land. And then, like, 400 other gremlins filter in art behind him. And he's like, we are all fucked. <laughs> yeah. Like, there is no way in reality that you would save yourself from this. No. And there's just an entire horde of these little fuckers with razor-sharp claws the, and pointy teeth. The one, the one thing you have going for you is that they burn in sunlight. This is true. That is the one thing you have going for you. Is that you could kill them in the daylight. Yeah. But you've got to survive the night first. Yeah. Murray watches Christmas movies while his wife gleefully spruces up the house. His wife's lovely. Yes. She's just dancing around being like, you know, it's one more time a year. Like, you know, playing with the fireplace and just like, isn't Christmas jolly, Murray? And he's just like, mm-hmm. Yep. The, the TV cuts out and we get a quick shot of his rooftop as the gremlins swing around on his TV aerial. Again, just having a great time. Gremlins are just agents of chaos. Yeah. They just... <laughs> They're just like, wee! <laughs> the thing is, it's not all of them. No. Like, it's not all 400 of them. No, it's like three or four. So what, my question is, what's happening with the other... Like... Three or 400 <laughs> of them? <laughs> They're out causing other chaos. Because we, we do learn later that they, like, ripped through the bank at some point. Yeah. I feel like everyone just had a bad night. Yeah. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> It was a it was a Tuesday, you know. What are you gonna do? Murray heads outside to check the antenna. It's all bent out of shape, but there's no gremlins on it. We do hear gremlin giggles though from his shed, mm-hmm. as they find as they find his tractor. They drive it through the garage door and chase him down. Is this the same tractor that's supposedly destroyed because they put cheap parts in it? Not destroyed. He was just mad that they put foreign parts in it. Right. It worked. Or it works. He just doesn't like that they used foreign parts to fix it. <laughs> Won't work for much longer. <laughs> this is true. The gremlins drive the tractor through the house following Murray. And uh, we cut as the gremlins... It's implied that the gremlins run over Murray and his wife with the tractor. Oh, yeah. No, they're full on murdering constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gleeful murder as yes. well. They're having a blast. Yeah. And they're like, Wah! Wah! Yeah! <laughs> As they run over Murray and stuff like that. And he's, at least Murray feels validated in his last moments because he's like, I fucking told you, gremlins. <laughs> he's got that going for him. Because, you know, they appeared in his tractor. And what did he say? They always appear, you know, uh, foreign manufacturers put it in their parts. So he feels validated in his last moments, I guess. Interesting. God, his wife is going to hate talking to him in the afterlife. <laughs> they... Spoilers for Gremlins 2. They survive. Do they? They're in the sequel. Or at least Murray is. I'm not sure about his wife. I think his wife's in it too. Murray is in the sequel though. I know even less about the sequels. You should give it a watch. It's a wild ride. It's fucking wild. It's got Christopher Lee in it too. Is the sequel... Does that have Spike? Yes. Okay. I think I, there's. I think the sequel's Spike. Because I went, was watching, and they're like, this one, he, he called him Stripe, and I'm like, I thought his name was Spike. I think there is Spike in the second one, yeah. And you get, you also get Gremlet, I think that's what they oh. call her. The female gremlin. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, this is from the ages of Smurfette, so what do you expect? Yeah, yeah. But the yeah, the second one has Christopher Lee in it as a scientist. It's kind of amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. An old man goes to the mailbox. He <laughs> he chucks in his mail, and the gremlin goes, yum, and then spits it back out. Yeah. And he just looks at it confused. And then the old man, who was the guy who gets pushed in front at the bank... Mm. That Mrs. Deagle could. I think that the first guy that's like putting his mail in, I think he's a priest. I think so too. So he just goes, This is weird. Don't know what's happening there. Let someone else go. Put their full hand into the mailbox, at which point the Gremlin just grabs hold of it. Yeah, so this guy gets mauled because the priest went, Yeah, right, that'll be funny. (laughs) Because the priest was just like, You first, mate. Yeah. Yeah, okay. We also see that the, the, the gremlins just, you know, causing general havoc, rewire the traffic lights. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I like that one. I, I like that one. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It's pretty good. The the chief is surprised how cute Gizmo is, because Billy is showing them, uh, showing them the mugwai. They believe him now, supposedly. They receive a call. There's been an accident at Murray's house, apparently accident and billy's like it's the fucking gremlins you idiots billy tries one last time but the cops are just like look just go home yeah we, we don't believe you like i i can't blame them i mean as an officer of the law surely you need to at least investigate a bunch of small green reptiles running around your town in the middle of winter all right when you say it like that it sounds stupid <laughs> That's a good point, actually. They can't be cold-blooded because no, because they need they need sunlight. They need sunlight that to would move be a and very very harsh life to live. <laughs> you need you need find... sunlight to move, but it will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I do love the little argument the the sheriff and his um, deputy have as they leave, though, because they're arguing about who gets to drive. I want to drive. No, you're drunk. You always get to drive. It's because I'm the sheriff, asshole. Yes, I'm like, that is a fair point. <laughs> Look, if you're the two I see, just deal with it. Yeah. Suck it up. You just nod. Yes, boss. Stripe arrives at Deagle Estate. Yes. Mrs. Deagle, the crazy cat lady. Yeah, she has... <laughs> she has like 400 she could, cats. She could open her own cat cafe. But she wouldn't because that would involve dealing with people. Yeah. Um, she's taking her little motorized sca- chair down the stairs see those anymore do you no not really i remember they used to be like full-on ads for them yeah you were like you know help grandma get up the stairs with blah 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 blah. um yeah she's taking the little motorized chair down the stairs before she's arranging for dinner for all her little babies uh love how even the cats hiss at her (laughs) it's so funny because even the thing that she wants to show love to hate her like look give it like a decade and the amount of Phone calls the um, SPCA would get about her threatening this dog would have all of those cats taken off her. That would be hilarious retribution. Yeah. It would be amazing. But she's like, oh, come on, Mr. Whiskers. And he's like... (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Mr. Whiskers don't like you. (laughs) Mr. Whiskers fucking hates you. We do get a very... We hear the cat flap go and we get just... We just get the image of the cat flap flapping slightly. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, there are gremlin in here now. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> what I do like is that she looks at the cat flap weirdly. Like, she goes, 
all my 25 cats are present. <laughs> Who could that be? Yeah. Like, she's like, everyone's accounted for. <laughs> so weird. She hears carolers outside. And being the lovely lady that she is, she's like, I told those fucking kids. And she grabs, like, a, it's like a pitcher of water that she's going to throw over the carolers. But as she opens the door, it's gremlins singing Christmas carols at her. I prefer Gizmo. Oh. I do love that they keep the theme of, like, as a species, they like to sing. Yes. But now it's like, they're like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Look, they can't help it that puberty was hard for them. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. <laughs> I told you, growth spurts. Growth spurts, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, she runs back inside screaming, oh god, they've come for me. <laughs> Which I thought was just fucking hilarious. Like, she knows she's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, she knows she's going to hell, and she's waiting for the day the demons come for her. <laughs> she made a deal with the devil so that her husband, so that she wouldn't get caught. Yeah. Her husband did. She, so no, here's funny. the other thing she wouldn't be rich if her husband was committed and found guilty of like, fraud. fraud all of their assets would be frozen oh yeah true okay hmm <laughs> I just love this though that retribution has come for Mrs. Deagle and she knows it yes <laughs> oh god they've come for me and she's yelling like I'm not ready yet <laughs> She immediately gets into her little um her little motorized chair, which we know has been tampered with by the gremlin that snuck in through the cat flap, and it fucking rockets her up the stairs and then out the window. Oh. <laughs> Best death scene hands down. My yeah. favourite. One hundred percent. Cause she goes, Ah Like there Boom. is there's also for being such a like uh uppity I would say upper class with Big air quotations there, mm. uh, lady. Meow. <laughs> so funny. Put in her place. Yeah. Cops Put are right. Down to earth. <laughs> Rather briskly, I might add. <laughs> um, cop cops arrive just as she lands. Like their car pulls up just as as her seat hits the ground. And they're like, I think that's what this, that was Mrs. Deagle. Um, beneath their car, a gremlin tinkers, but we don't know what it's doing yet. And they look over as a Santa is mauled by gremlins. They ignore his cries for help and yep. drive away. Yep. <laughs> He's like clawing at their door being like, oh, for the love of God, help me. And they're just like, what's going on with him? I don't know. Winds up the window. We that's should a, leave. That's a weird turn of phrase. I don't like it. <laughs> what's that stuff he's covered in? Oh, no, we should Tomato leave. Tomato sauce. <laughs> and they drive off. Um, Pete, we get a quick glimpse of Pete using his slingshot to defend his house from gremlins. This was like cutting the wires that they're hanging onto and stuff like that. Very cute. Yeah. The sheriff and his deputy panic and their brakes have been cut. That's what the little gremlin was doing. And they end up crashing with a large explosion. Okay, but how smart are gremlins that they cut the brakes to a car? They must be super into This brings up the issue again of like... Yes. <laughs> I can't blame them for going crazy and trying to murder things when you are trying to keep a very clearly intelligent, sentient creature as a pet in a cage. This is why I like to think that I... This is why, you know, Grandfather wasn't selling Gizmo because he's not a pet. 
Gizmo is under his protection or something like yeah. that. Not not a pet. Under protection. Grandpa's not selling him because he's not into slavery. <laughs> yeah, basically. Billy starts up his car. It works! Hooray! Um, on the radio, Pete calls in about the gremlins into the local radio show before the radio show host is attacked live on air. Yeah, and he's like, oh, what is this rubbish? And then he's just like, what, what are you doing? Get out of here! Ah! Yep. At a gas station, Rand tries to call his family again. He's obviously on the way home. He shows them, the, he sells a ashless smoking tray to the guy at the gas station. Smokeless, smokeless ashtray, I think it is. That's right, yeah. Um, which is just an ashtray with a... With like, a lid. Which is quite funny. Like, it looks still cool. going to be smoke there. Yeah, it's just going to wait till you pop the lid. At the local bar, it's been taken over by gremlins. Kate is doing her best to placate them as they smake, as they smoke, drink, and cause mayhem. I like that they gave her the chance. Yeah. Like, they didn't just rampage. She's like, um... Beer? Beer? <laughs> they went, yep, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do this. And beer and peanuts, like, that's all I've got. Like, take it, please. Like, they're obviously civilized enough to know. <laughs> yeah. Don't be mean to hospitality workers. <laughs> Like, come on, Karen. Even gremlins know. Um, they, uh, one gremlin flashes her as well, which just cracked me up. She, like, turns around and there's one with, like, a little trench coat yeah. and it just goes, and flashes her. And I was just Who like, made oh that God. tiny trench coat? <laughs> oh, like, which my... of the gremlins is a tailor? <laughs> there's Taylor gremlin in the corner. I like to think they went to, like, the local toy store and just, like, took clothes off dolls. Probably. <laughs> Which is amazing to, to imagine. They play arcade games. Stripe plays cards with a lady gremlin at his side. Or a gremlin dressed up like a lady. Got like little earrings and lipstick sm- um, smeared on its lips. I did not realise it was meant to be a female one. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think it's just one of them dressed up. You just gotta commit to the bit yeah absolutely stripe shoots dead one of the other gremlins for supposedly cheating or something like that the like the the female gremlin whispers in stripe's ear and he immediately pulls out a gun and shoots the gremlin across the table from him there's sultry detective gremlin (laughs) sat in the corner of the bar he's got like a trilby hat on and there's a single candle on his table um another gremlin comes over with a couple of puppets to like sing songs at him. Like honestly, they're just they're just having a ball. There's Jazzercise Gremlin, which I think may have been a Dirty Dancing reference. Probably. She's a maniac, maniac, and she's got like the pink leg yeah, warmers and stuff yeah. on. Yeah. Just I just love the amount of skill on display with the puppetry. Yes. Just in this scene. And you're like, my god, they did so much work to make this look good. Yes. And it still looks good. It looks phenomenal. The gremlins look a little more jankier than Gizmo does. Yes. Um, But also that's kind of feels like them. Yeah. They're like a kid who's always on a caffeine high. Yeah, they're the uncivilized version. Yeah, they're always jittering everywhere. Yeah, yeah, Um, absolutely. But that's probably also due to the fact that there's so many of them that they're doing this puppetry with. Yeah, there's an entire bar full of these creatures. Yeah. And they look fantastic. Kate tries to light cigarettes for one of the gremlins. And of course, the light, it freaks out. It's so funny how she keeps just going... 
And he's like, he's like, eh, eh. And, then, and then falls off the bar stools. And she's like, oh, I can use light? Cool. She grabs a flash camera, <laughs> flashes all the gremlins at the bar, which immediately screech and fall off the bar stools. And, and do bright light, bright light, bright light, bright light. And she, she runs. She makes a legger for it. She uses the flash to knock out uh, all the gremlins in her way. She almost gets shot as she's exiting yep. because there's a gremlin with a balaclava on and a gun. I love that she like she drifts like left to right, and the gre- the gremlin's like having a hard time following her with the gun. But she's saved when the headlights of a car blast through the front of the bar, which scares away the gremlin. It's Billy. There, she piles in the car with him, but now the car won't start again. Yeah, it checks out. Yep. They make a run for it. The town is in utter chaos. They make it to the bank and it's completely trashed. Kate explains why she hates Christmas. Does she need a traumatic backstory? <laughs> why not? What does it do? What What is good about this? Nothing. <laughs> Maybe she, she learns to love Christmas. After this? <laughs> <laughs> After this second traumatic event? All she's figured out from the Gremlins movie is that Christmas is shit. Christmas is bad and has always been bad and it will be bad. 100% of the time, Christmas is terrible. Um, we learn that her dad never showed up for Christmas. He was he was dressed as Santa and fell down trying to climb down the chimney and broke his neck. They found him a couple of days later because there was a smell coming out of the chimney. And that's why she doesn't like Christmas. Yeah, it's like this really weird pause in the movie where they're just like, but wait a second, what about this? And you're like, we kind of have other things to deal with right now. Why? Why did... There was no reason. No, none at all. And it's not like there's any actual character development or like... No. It's not like she finishes the movie and goes, you know what? I do love Christmas. This... I mean, most of the characters are paper thin as is. <laughs> so now she's paper thin, but someone wrote, oh, she's sad on it. Oh, oh she's sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ran- Daddy issues. <laughs> Daddy issues. Oh, my God, yes. Ran leaves the gas station with Barney in the car, and I completely forgot that Ran had taken Barney at this point, um, just to make sure What's-Her-Face doesn't kill him. Yep. And I love the proactiveness in saving the dog. Yes. Billy and Kate emerge to a suspiciously quiet town. And I love the sort of sci-fi, eerie, horror version of Silent Night that plays as they walk up the streets. So good. It's fucking awesome. They head to the cinema and inside Billy spots a gremlin. Inside the gremlins all sit together, others trying to get the film going. And they get it going, and they sit and watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarves all singing along to Hi-Ho. I do have a note here that just says, that's more than one gremlin in that cinema. (laughs) That's the whole note. That's it? Yeah. That sure is more than one gremlin. (laughs) Yeah. I do like that they've apparently just gone and gone on these rampages and went, Hey, look, it's cinema. Let's all go watch a movie. <laughs> Y'all fancy a movie? Like, let's do that. Um, also, as they're singing Hi-Ho, yeah. uh, Gizmo's humming it. Yes. Well, because he's in the backpack, right? And they're at the cinema. Or is it a hive mind? How dare you? 
Is that not horrifying? That is, that's terrifying and I don't want to think about it. Um, back with Billy and Kate. Yeah, Gizmo sings along as well. Sings hi-ho. And I was thinking because he can hear it, but I, no high mind worse, yes. No, <laughs> no high mind I refuse. <laughs> they see the gremlins watching the movie and they head to the boiler room. Stripe leaves the cinema for more snacks. He, Very important. He needs more cinema snacks. I he, mean, he's not going to pay the price for them. You have to bring in outside food these it, days. I mean, yeah, he goes to the counter and he goes, you know what? I smell candy. And heads to the department store across the road. <laughs> Meanwhile, Billy rigs the boiler to explode. They run, leaving a lit rag to set off the gas. And the movie cuts out suddenly. And the gremlins chase after Billy and Kate, ripping through the cinema screen oh, to get at that's, them. That's um, scene with the, the screen and you can see all the um, gremlins jumping up and down. Yes. It's so good. And then you just see the claws ripping yeah. through and then this little, the little gremlins just like filtering through and you're just like, that is actually Such a good scene. terrifying. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, because the movie cuts out and Kate, and Kate and Billy are behind the screen and they just see their shadows yep. and bolt. Yep. Bolt at it. They manage to escape, blocking the door behind them and running. As they make it across the road, the whole building explodes. We get a quick shot of some gremlins on fire burning to death before there's a second explosion. Yep. Just screaming as they burn yep. to death. Just horribly, horribly dying. Yeah. Just mass murder. It's just genocide. Just a little genocide. Just <laughs> see how it feels. <laughs> just a little genocide for now. Taste. Just a little taste for later. Stripe watches in dismay from the department store. He heads back inside, but um, Billy and Kate give chase. Mm. I do like that moment where Billy sees him and was like, ah, shit. <laughs> He's like, well, there's one fucking more. And it's that one. It's that motherfucker. <laughs> you attacked my mother, you bitch. <laughs> they have to keep him away from water or the whole thing will start over again. Stripe skateboards through the store, mumbling to himself. Yep. He's just like, he like skateboards. It's kind of amazing. But he asks Kate to take Gizmo and try to find the light switches to get all the lights on. They kiss. Oh, romance. Billy arms himself with a baseball bat. Stripe protects, uh, projects himself onto the TVs before fleeing again. Mm, that's it's a, good. It's quite a good jump scare. Yes. Because all the TVs just turn on and it's Stripe's gnarly ass face just going blah which means he hates either actively standing somewhere going blah into a camcorder mm. or he's recorded it and is now playing it I think he was standing there in front of it because then you hear the tick, 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 as Billy rounds the corner Kate finds the control room she flicks the switches looking for the lights Billy finds some toys that have been set off there's like robot toys and some other wind up toys and but Stripe is actually hiding inside the plushies which is kind of funny. It's like this old pile of plushies and then like like Homer Simpson emerging from the hedge. <laughs> Stri- Stripe just appears and he's like, <laughs> Kate, while flicking some of the switches, accidentally turns on the water fountain in the garden section of the department store. Uh-oh. Yeah. This, this be bad. Billy is attacked, Stripe flinging saw blades at him. Full on just saw blades. That dig in, like, dig halfway into the cement wall behind him. They are just, they're so strong. <laughs> like, they don't make any sense. They're just like, 
<laughs> but I do love that there's this extreme intenseness of like saw blades being flung at Billy and then immediately cuts to Stripe escaping on a tricycle. <laughs> and he's just like, Bleh. and I'm just like, oh my god. The gremlins take absolutely nothing seriously. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I should be laughing or terrified of you. Kate looks back to see Gizmo has gone. He's not in the backpack. Gizmo, how could you? Gizmo, you had one thing to do. Billy is attacked in the sports section because um, Stripe turns on the, like, ball projector thing. The thing that, like, flings baseballs so people can train. He turns that on and just pelts baseballs into Billy's side. Ow! Gizmo is on the shop floor and we see that the sun is starting to rise. Morning has come. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Stripe full-on shoots Billy in the shoulder with a crossbow. Yeah, as you do. Yeah. Before coming at him with a hedge trimmer slash chainsaw. Not sure which. Could be either. I think it's a chainsaw. Could be both. Could be, could be both. Just quickly whipped up a couple of chainsaw blades together. Yeah, just full-on tries to chainsaw him like Bubba from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Billy defends himself using his baseball bat as a block. Gizmo finds a toy car. A cute little pink toy car. And uses it to get around the shop floor faster. It's it that in particular just gives Yoda vibes. It's so adorable. It's I can't even. It's and I like to think that he learned how to drive because he was watching that race yeah. car thing earlier. And I'm like, that's amazing. These are extremely intelligent creatures. Yes. Um, it's just whether they're demonic or not that you need to worry about. Kate breaks into the into the like breaker box with all the fuses in it full on like pulling the metal apart like she's going for it she's like this needs to be done Um, before flicking all the fuses Stripe is blinded by the lights and (laughs) dragged away by the power of the chainsaw yes (laughs) he like falls over because the chainsaw's still going it just drags him away (laughs) it's kind of great Um, when he comes to he sees the water fountain um, and he says, Glub, glub. <laughs> the most ominous goldfish. <laughs> um, yes, glub, glub. <laughs> Barney leaps from Rand's car as he approaches the department store. Rand chasing into the store after him. Gizmo drives around the store, catching Barney's eye and leading him, um, leading him on. Billy makes it to the garden section, where Stripe shoots at him. Before putting his claw into the water, his back bubbles. Very disgustingly. So uncomfortable. It's so nasty. Oh, I hate it. Gizmo ramp jumps. Yes. <laughs> There's just a little... I don't even know what it was. Was it like a shovel or something that he yeah, ramped off? Yeah, I think it's a shovel. Just gets air. It just <laughs> Full air time. Falls out of his little car, bless him, and lands in a bush. But he does pull the cord for the blind... Which lets the dire- which lets the light in directly onto where Stripe is standing, and Stripe immediately starts melting. Horrifying, just disgusting. It's yeah, it's so gnarly. Oh, Ran, Kate, Barney, Gizmo, and Billy all watch as the gremlin's flesh melts away and his bony corpse falls to the base of the fountain. It doesn't die quickly. No. He's, most of his flesh melted off, still, like, trying to have a go at them. Yeah, and it looks like 
he's almost like frozen there. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Like, he's in so much pain that he can't move. So he just has to sit there and melt. Yeah. So (laughs) so uncomfortable. (laughs) Billy approaches the bubbling water where Stripe fell into. And Stripe takes one more swipe at him before collapsing to the floor. Basically just a skeleton at this point, which then melts into a puddle of goo. (sighs) Lovely fleshy goo. Delicious. Tasty, tasty. Back at home, the family watches the news. Lynn goes to make Gizmo some chicken soup, but grandfather is the the old Chinese grandfather is standing behind her ominously. <laughs> he just appears. He just he doesn't, I'm like, dude, knock. He doesn't knock the sword over. <laughs> this yeah. is true. It's because he just teleports in. Yeah. This is the moment where he rips off his shirt, he reveals his 16-pack abs, and be like, you have dishonoured my family, and beats the shit out of Ran. Just Ran. Just Ran for stealing Gizmo. Yeah. He drops the money Ran paid for Gizmo onto the couch, and Grandfather packs up Gizmo into his box and scolds Ran for his irresponsibility. During the scene, at one point he says, Hiya! Oh, yes, he does. Okay, so I had subtitles on, and it translated that to speaks Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, oh, dear. (laughs) Awful. (laughs) I can imagine. And I was like, that's... Yeah, the racial stereotyping of Asian Americans is almost more uncomfortable than the gremlins. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Oh, my God. He's about to leave with Gizmo in hand, obviously, but Gizmo says he wants to talk to Billy before he goes. He opens the box and he says, Bye, Billy. I love how it's like meant to be super duper sweet and surprising. I'm like, he has very clearly been speaking this whole time. <laughs> I mean, he has. Just pay attention. Bright light. Bright light. <laughs> oh, it's so cute, though. It is. Ran apologizes and gives Grandfather a smokeless ashtray for his trouble. Yes. He's like, I'm so sorry, take this smokeless ashtray. I love how he's like, you won't know what this is. He goes, I know that that's a smokeless ashtray somewhere at a, uh, at a gas station. station. Sell me one. That's right. <laughs> so good. So funny. The family watches and as grandfather walks away, Gizmo singing hi-ho. Randy gives us a last voiceover to conclude the story. Final shot as grandfather walks the, walks the street as credits roll to funky-ass 80s horror music that's dope as all hell. Yes. The music in this music in this movie is amazing. Uh, yeah, I hate how much I really liked the Christmas, well, the horror of by Christmas mu- music. I know, right? Like... It shouldn't work as well as it does. I don't really like Christmas music, but I really appreciated that. The Silent Night rendition when oh, they're walking up the street. On point. I was just like, oh, this is haunting. This is like everyone's dead. (laughs) Yeah. So this concludes Gremlins 1984. So Bromman, give me your rundown for this movie. What did you think as far as the special effects, the creature design, script, acting, etc.? The first half of the movie is extremely boring. Okay, fair. It's slow. It's so bad. (laughs) Up until the Gremlins. Gremlins (laughs) Like Hatch. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's just so boring. And... The second half, though? Pretty good? The second half is good because it just goes through it all and it doesn't. the characters don't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. 100%, they don't matter anymore. Billy's boring. If he had had a single plan in the whole movie, 
<laughs> Would have been so much better. <laughs> Kate, Kate is just the love interest. I, I want to like her, but there is nothing there <laughs> except a traumatic backstory that did not need to happen. It's so And funny. the fact that she sasses Smarmy McSmarmy Pants at one point. Oh, that's right, at the bar. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, Rand is just... Existing. Yeah. He's Lynn is, Lynn is amazing, of course. Oh, Lynn's, Lynn. Lynn's the boss. Yeah, yeah. She's Mrs. Deagle is uh, fun. She is terrifyingly just... I, oh. <laughs> she's just awful. She's but the, the thing is, she has more character than Billy. Yeah, she does. Billy's are like, uh, what do they call it? And gaming is like, you know, a, a way to put yourself into the movie. I feel like that's the what Mary, Billy... The Mary Sue. The Mary Sue. I yeah. feel like, yeah, I feel like Billy's are Mary Sue, where we're meant to insert ourselves into the story where he is. Yeah, he's very boring. So what would your personal enjoyment rating for this movie be? One being awful, ten being amazing. Where would you scale this for yourself? Probably only at like a six. Ah, uh, fair. It really does pick up, but oh my god, it was hard to get into. Fair. Fair uh, enough. The special effects are amazing. The like, Gremlins and Gizmo? Impressive how well it looks up. Gorgeous. Amazing. 40 years later, yeah. they still look fantastic. Absolutely amazing. Like, Gizmo in particular is just so good. Especially those close-ups where he, like, expresses. Yeah. It's really impressive. And he gives people side-eye. Yes. <laughs> when he's like, motherfucker. Sassy little, <laughs> sassy little Gizmo. I gave this uh, I gave this an eight out of ten, but I think that might be highly nostalgia. Yeah, I can see why people liked it. I can see why people would have nostalgia for it. Mm. Uh, but coming into it brand new, cool boy. <laughs> I don't. I don't like do not finish films very often. Mm. I would have for this one because it took so long to get to the action. Fair enough. I, you would have turned it off otherwise. I would have been like, I can't be bothered anymore. Yeah, fair. I was just texting my best friend at the time, and she's like, you're in for such a treat, you're going to love this movie. And I'm like, I have to watch it now. <laughs> you're like, I've committed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we like to credit where credit's due. So there's a particular actor or character you'd like to give props to in this movie? Uh, Gizmo. 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 Fantastic. Makes the whole movie. Whoever, did, whoever designed Gizmo as a creature, whoever made the animatronic... Whoever does the voice. Everything about Gizmo is amazing. Fantastic. Just yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And he's really stood the test of time. Like He has. He still looks amazing. He's still relevant. Like, kids nowadays still know about gremlins. Yeah. He's, he's still cute, which is kind of hard to do because it was an animatronic of all things. Yeah, he's got like, I think it's, he's got the cute little pig nose as well. Yeah. With that help. Oh, it's just... He's still cute. It still sounds cute. Mm. This everything is inherently likable about her. Yeah, absolutely. Just one hundred percent iconic. Yeah. I wanted to give props to Frances Lee McCain, who played Lynn. She was so good. But just because I love a badass mum. Yeah, and I love that you don't expect it. No, because she's so not not docile. That's not the right word. She's so like happy go lucky. Like mum. She's, she's so she's, like mum. She's just. Not just, but she's a housewife. Yeah. In an eighties movie. She's your mum. Yeah. And then she's just like, Oh, I need to I need to defend myself. Alright, give me the give me the kitchen knife. Yeah. And she blends a motherfucker, she stabs a motherfucker, she bakes a motherfucker in the microwave. Yeah. Like <laughs> No chill. None zero, whatsoever. Zero to murder. Instant. Fantastic. 
<laughs> She's amazing. Would, well, would cheer on again. <laughs> yes, would Lynn again. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me, Broman. I'm glad you had a good time. And now you can say you've watched the cult classic that is Gremlins. I can. The Christmas movie. <laughs> and uh, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Uh, we hope you have a Merry Christmas and we'll be back next week for a New Year's episode. Otherwise, we will see you then. Bye-bye now. Happy holidays to our guests and to you for listening. Remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com and or following us on Twitter at cherrypophorror. Okay, I'll let you go. Merry Screamus and a scary new year.